Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 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 of Your Friendly Podcast. <laughs> Even we don't care. About <laughs> I don't give a fuck anymore. We we're we're now into phase two of the We Are Finally Podcast Podcastic Universe. Um, I'm Rosin. I'm Zach. I'm I'm Dionomi. And we're here today. And we don't even have an agenda this time, really. Um, but Shin Megami Tensei Four Apocalypse just came out, so we're probably just going to be talking mostly about that. That's a good game. Yeah. But before that, do you guys have anything exciting or fun you wanted to talk about briefly beforehand? I have something very briefly I can talk about. I don't know if it's very exciting or fun, though. Okay. Okay. So, hey, guys, I play some Project Diva. So, Antinomi, how is your... <laughs> oh, thank you for asking. I've been playing Sylvie Paula Paula. Oh. Oh, fuck. God damn it, I need to get Ryborg and Johnson back. What have I done? <laughs> oh, no. Okay, how is Project Diva? Okay, so just to establish, I've been playing the series for a very long time. I, uh, let's quote, imported the PSP games way back when. Um, I'm a big fan of them. The new one, Project Diva X, came out for PS4 and Vita. Uh, it's probably the worst one. Oh. Um, I'm actually pretty disappointed with it. I've heard that actually from other people. Yeah? It's it seems like this is the not as good one. They they made a lot of changes that I don't like. They definitely like they made it they made it grindier and in not a fun way. Um and the song selection isn't that great. Um and they get to the point where like they tried to add a story mode to it and this like it's so nothing. It's just a bunch of dialogue that's like generic like cute anime dialogue you know what i mean yeah and uh i just kind of want to do the rhythm game like i, I don't really care about how to name miku as a character i just want to wait play the what game. i mean come on man so you're hey, not a true fan okay don't let's not go there <laughs> <laughs> okay um, i want to ask what's the name of the pink girl chick uh luca Okay, because she's the best one. Is there a scene in which Luca kills Miku and takes the role as the main character? Um, if there is, I don't know, because I just started skipping the cutscenes halfway through. But if oh. if that did happen, I'm disappointed I missed it. But no, well, no, I do like Miku. Like I like the idea of Miku, but I I don't play those games for a story mode. Um, it's just it's bad. Like I play through all the songs on normal and go through the stupid story mode, and then they're like. To unlock the last song, you gotta, like, keep grinding the songs out to collect the points, and it's not fun. I like the basic gameplay's still good, but I'm just, I don't have the, I don't have the drive to keep playing this one like I did the others, and, like, the base fun is kind of muddled with all this extra stuff. Was the story directed by Spike Lee? Maybe. Um, the only reason why the disappointment is kind of a problem for me is, you guys might know this, might not, um... On PS4 in Japan, there's, like, a way better Project Diva game that's, oh. like, 200 songs, and it's just the rhythm game, and it's apparently awesome. And I'm like, man, why couldn't we get that one brought over instead of this one? <laughs> that's why I felt... Yeah. I know I, I referenced it last episode, but, like, they're trying to bring over more Gundam shit. And, like, I, I said, like, hey, I just imported Gundam Breaker 3. Apparently that's good. And, like, that just, like... That's a really good-ass game, and I have no idea why they didn't bring that one over. 
and instead brought over the shitty arena Vita fighting game. <laughs> That's like fine, but it's like there are other way better games you could have brought over with this license. But yeah, I mean, that's honestly kind of the only thing I'd say about Project Diva. The base gameplay of the rhythm is stuff is still fun. It's just, we're on, I mean, it's literally, it's the 10th game of the series. So, you know, it's getting a little like, I, I don't know if I'm going to keep buying every single one of these, you know? Assassin's <laughs> I, I might, Creed Syndrome. <laughs> I, I might just pick up, like, if, if they never bring the good one, because the good one that I was talking about is digital only, and it's in, like, two packs that comes together to be, like, $80. But, like... You get so much stuff in it that I might just one day, if that doesn't come over, just, like, buy that on Japanese PSN and never buy another Project Eva game. We'll see. Okay, so... If Dance Dance Revolution for Mix is a 1, and Persona 4 Dancing All Night is a 10, where do you rank this game? Uh, considering that every single Project Eva game is better than Persona 4 Dancing All Night, I guess this game would be a 15 and the other Project Diva games would be a 20. Okay. That was a good podcast. It was fun to be here, guys. Hmm. I feel lost, but I feel like something bad happened somewhere in the world. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like something oh. broke in the universe. Someone oh. is grabbing their Dance Dance Revolution metal pad and it's going to Yeah, I feel like the fucking oh. Taito Drum Masters of the world or some shit are like coming upon my house right now. Yeah. No, it's fine. I've, I've gotten into arguments with people over rhythm games before, but the only one I care about is Project Diva, so... That's just, that's my little Project Diva moment. I mean, so. why would you play a rhythm game when you could have the Donkey Konga trilogy and also you know, DJ What have you been Hero? doing with you? <laughs> Thank you, Zach, for that. So, I, I'm gonna keep this brief because I can talk about this for hours and hours and hours. And this is not the King of Fighters 14 Born to Fight podcast. This is the... What the fuck is your podcast about? Nothing. The Marvel okay. Cinematic Universe. <laughs> yeah, no, it's about Dark Souls and Marvel, but we talk about other things. And, like, like one that. of those is going to shit, and the other one's kind of done now, so we're, we're just nice. fucked. We're lost. So, we're lost children. So I am playing KOF 14. If you know me, you know that KOF is my jam. I was born in a King of Fighters country, and I'm happy the game is out. It's a really good fighting game, probably my game of the year. It's... It's not a looker. We all know. We all know that. We all know that thirteen was the best looking game ever, and now fourteen is like the worst looking mainstream fighting game, quote unquote. Now, but if you're if you are tired of Street Fighter Five, getting into your computer and installing malware, you can go for this game instead. It's really solid. The online is really good. It was kind of shit at the beginning, but they fixed it, and now it's like super amazing. No guilty year, but it, it will do you good. Um, it has 50 characters, a ton of content. Story mode is kind of bland, but you don't play if, uh, fighting games for that. But if you want to do it, it's there. Um, Excuse so me. I completely I recommend this game. It's the easiest KOF has ever been. Super easy to approach in comparison to like the monster that was 13 with the HD combos for some people. And I've just been playing all of that. I I've been having fun with my girl that's back. King is finally back in my life again. And the last time I went to a tournament I got second and lost to a friend. So I'm happy that because it, it was a good placement. And I'm just training for the next one. It, there was one in Chile 
that I kind of wish I could go, but no time and like a plane to Chile takes a lot of money. So I would rather save for Evo. And if care for is in Evo this year, I'm definitely going. But aside from that, please buy KOF14. Aside from that... Um, okay, hold on. Before you get on this, I have things to say about KOF14. Okay. So now that I have both of you here, when you fuckers are tweeting, you need to stop just calling your favorite games of all time XIV because every no, time it that's makes why I do it. because every time it makes me go, oh Zach picked up KOF or oh Antinomi started playing FF14 and it's driving me crazy. It's been like this for the last month. Uh oh. Uh, no, I'm we're gonna keep. I'm gonna do it more now. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Same. Also, Antinomi, don't think that I'm letting that thing about not playing fighting games for story mode slide. We'll talk about that later. Sure, sure, sure. I'm going to okay. leave for that. No, no, no. I mean later. <laughs> yes. Oh. Once we go to our secret podcast when we talk about the Blazeful story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Two yeah. listeners every week. Um... You know when I said I feel like something broke in the universe? I think that was it. I think I ended up in the shitty parallel universe. What are you talking about? You're in, you're in a fight. You're in a Blaze Blue story podcast. Oh, no. I'm life. trapped in the backyard. That's guilty oh, here, no. but... <laughs> um, I have to go but... back and become a samurai and then be a dick to past me to not make a podcast. Yeah, I, I got the reference, Russell. That, that, that was a, a yellow spot. A, a yellow. A dot reference for you. Can can uh, can this truly be the continuum shift of podcasts? We no, need to move on. This is getting stupid. Antinomi well, I was... just I'm pretty sure we did this exact joke in the last time Antinomi was on, so I was just trying. Yeah, to... well, every time I hear, I end up talking about Blaze Blue. Antinomi, did you go to KFC recently? <laughs> yes, I went to KFC again. Uh, no, but don't go to KFC, Safu. But. Antinomi goes to KFC Part 2. <laughs> Battle tendency. Oh. Yes. <clears throat> KFC tendency, no. But outside of that, I've been playing The Witness. I bought it like a month ago because it was on sale. I never really wanted to drop $40 on it. Not because I thought it, it, would, it wasn't worth the price, but I wasn't sure if I was going to like it or not. Mostly because people said that... It was all about just showing, just putting lines together and showing the dots, and I wasn't really expecting that of the witness, and I was expecting something else. But now that I got the game and I've been playing it from time to time, it's a really good game that is making me feel like a fucking asshole. Is like a stupid asshole mostly. It's one of I believe one of the best designs anything in the world. The way the puzzles are made. And the way how it teaches you how to do everything and the rules of every puzzle without a tutorial. And how the puzzles do, don't seem to be integrated in the open world, quote-unquote-esque um, gameplay. But then you start seeing like outside the box, you start thinking outside the box and, and applying the rules of the puzzles to the world that you're exploring. And like shit just gets fucking good. And this is like... There is plot twists in this game, and the plot twists are puzzles. So, to, to not, uh, this is, happens very early in the game, just to give like an, an example, I don't really want to spoil anything because the game is so good. You go, you go to the quote-unquote tutorial area in which they show you, hey, you have to put the light, you have to 
make the lines go to the um, like if you see like a, like a puzzle in the witness it's usually like a bunch of hallways and you can to the hallways and you can draw a line between them and your objective is to get one uh, the line to uh, to another point of the drawing you're seeing and as you progress more in the game there are you, they are um, the, there are more rules added to each puzzle so for example if there is a little black dot in the middle of the hallways you have to go over the black dot before going to the circle and they keep adding more rules and sometimes putting rules together and sometimes just like m making a new rule based on two other rules but the cool but the really cool thing about this is that they never explain you anything they just you just learn it by playing and there is a point once you finish the tutorial area in which you go out and this is the game never points at you out is something that you should you need to catch this on you'll see that in the world on the lake there's like a bridge and the bridge looks like looks like one of the things you can draw on so you turn on the mode that lets you draw on and you can actually draw in the open world of it and like you end up activating a mechanism in the open world and doing this and the game has a lot of tweets and like and turns like that and it can be kinda evil in the way that some puzzles work for example Mm, again, another. I mean, it could it could be like an early example or not because you can go like everywhere and do any puzzle when you want to some extent because of the how open the world is. And there is a moment in which you go to like a forest, and you have to mm, draw. Uh, th there's like the panel for you to draw in, and they don't explain you anything. But then you can see that there is like a tree on the on front of the panel so you have to draw the lines following the three branches that lead into an apple right but for the and as you go on they get kinda harder and then at some point you notice that huh this tree has no branches so you have to imagine where the branches will go in you know and this tree has no apple and it's because someone took the apple and cut it and cut it in, in various pieces and put and spread it all over the place. So it's like you have to figure out using the word how to show in the dots. And it's just really fucking cool. But it's seriously a game not for everyone. And I'm depressed because I think I'm not smart enough to beat it. So I'll see where I go with that. So I have a uh, thing with the witness. I've always wondered. Like, huh. do you think someone could theoretically buy this and just because of the open world part, wander in such a way that just makes it so goddamn frustrating to, for them just at the get-go that, like, they just can't get anywhere with it? I think that, okay, so the way the game is designed, like, if you see a puzzle that you just don't understand, that's because the tutorial for the puzzle is elsewhere, you know? So you should just note, you should just get the hint and leave? You kind of get the hint and leave. Okay. Like... Because you'll see, like, a really complicated panel. It's like, I don't understand this at all, you know? And then you keep moving forward. And maybe on the complete extreme other place of the map, there's a tutorial for that room. <laughs> but I kind of like that. I kind of like how it never really holds your hand and you have to figure stuff out on your own. So I really... You know, I feel like I'd absolutely love this game... If it wasn't for the fact that I, I really feel like I'd get sick of that one same kind of puzzle before it's done. They they really spice it up. Like, 
that's kind of the po I think the point is how much stuff we can do with this simple puzzle, you know? Yeah, I guess. I, I can see, I can definitely see that being uh, something that would be good to play, but I, I feel like personally for me, I, I, I want to give it a shot, maybe when it's on sale, but I'm, af like, I'm afraid I'll hate it. And yeah, I that game's kind of pricey it. too, I remember. Isn't it like 50 bucks? It was 40 and I bought it for, 20, for 23 Yeah. And, like, I mean, th that is a thing that I think, like you said, that definitely, like, I know personally, just, like, I I tend to not like any sort of puzzle game that isn't more than, like, a Dr. Mario-ass, like, drop the shit and match it. Like, that's that's my limit as far as puzzle games go. Um, so, like, I know this game I don't think I'd like at all, but, like, there are people probably really on the fence about it, but, like, that is a lot of money to, like, invest on something you're not even sure you like, That's for. why I waited, because I think it's, like, a risk, you know? Yeah. Like, I say if you love puzzle games, you probably bought this game already, so I'm not gonna recommend it for you. If you were on the fence and like, you, if you were one of the people that 100% braid, this game's for you, man. Go for it. Oh, I mean, that was me, so. <laughs> yeah, you should you should definitely get this game. Uh -huh. And, but if you really just like puzzle games that need to have something else, like Professor Layton or Portal. Or something like that. I will say, wait for a sale, cause at least from what I played, you know, you're not gonna get like a story out of this. You're gonna, it's not, it's just, it's just like a bunch of puzzles pulled together in a no, in a, in an open world that happen to correlate one another in ways that you may never catch. So yeah, that's basically the witness. It's great. It's making me feel like a stupid idiot, but. Hopefully I'll beat it, and if I don't, I have to use a guy, but eh? it's a puzzle game, you know? It's weird. And finally, I've been playing Mega Man Battle Network 3, not much to say. It's good. Pacing is fucking horrible, but it's it's fun. Not It's a fun game. That's my, That's been my life, basically. Robin? I just wanted to see how long we could go and hold that silence there. Oh, anyways. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, I ruined it for you. Yeah, thanks, Zach. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, it's it's almost, it's almost like oh my god, hold on. Eight episodes and he's still less engaged? I know. Um, I like to think of this podcast like The Witness. I just like to drop really random ass hints for Zach until he can become as good of a podcast host as I am. I'm, I'm so far away, I need, I need to work my way up to the quality. Let me yeah. sit behind you and whisper into your, your philosophy until you get it, though. That sounds like a nightmare. I peed in a jar, look at it. Anyways, yes. um... Yeah, the guy who made The Witness is fucking insane, man, but he made a good game, so... Hey. How, is the, how is him talking to you throughout the thing? It's not that often. Oh, it isn't? Okay. It's like, it's like you know, like audio files. Oh, okay. Yeah, and you unlock the other file, and sometimes it's him, sometimes it's just like a girl talking to you, it's it's okay. Man, audio files were this thing that like have kind of been in games since like, like you know, early last generation as a thing, and it wasn't until recently I was like, man, a lot of games really rely on these, like, a lot, you know? I think, um, yeah, I think shooters do that, yeah, rely on them a lot. Because it's a way to deliver story without interrupting the gameplay, but then I find more often than not, I just don't pay attention to the I, log, I you think... know?
archives and tips, you know, that other games have, like RPGs, you know, how they, you can unlock, like, archives. Yeah. Let's explain yeah. more of the story. Like a, because... like a, like a compendium, or, um, what, what's the thing, Codex, it's called Mass Effect, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 like, or like, like in those, Kingdom Hearts, you can unlock like Ansem's diary as you go on. Yeah, like stuff like that's cool because like I think it's there as a replacement because I I feel like some people just don't know those archives exist. But if you have an audio file, may as well listen to it, you know. Yeah, I feel like it was around the time of like Bioshock that really popularized the audio. Oh, oh. yeah, definitely. But honestly, I'm like I'm one of the people that I prefer the old MGS codec calls to like Metal Gear Solid Five's tapes. So. I always listen to the tapes on the helicopter because if I was actually on the open world and doing stuff, I always felt like they got in the way. Yeah, but like at that point, I'd rather just be a codec call, you know? Yeah. I don't I know why like... I listen to the tapes when I can listen to, like, cool 80 songs. But Kids I... in America. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Welcome to the 80s music podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so Stranger Things, no. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, I guess we can talk about SMT now. Hey, speaking of which, guess what game introduces the concept of like a codex log? <laughs> what? SMT. Apocalypse has that. Oh yeah, that's right. How do you guys feel about that? It's fine. Some of them so are pretty he, funny, here's, actually. Here's my thing. Oh, like there, there is. I can't remember which one, but I think there's one on relics that explain why the hunters of Tokyo call them relics. Because to them, why would they call it relics? Because they're not from oh, Mikado. Yeah. And apparently, yeah. I, I, I didn't look at the actual thing, but I saw someone tweet about it. Apparently, the reasoning is, like, they heard Flynn and company call them relics. And they yeah, thought so it, they just said, they started saying they it. They thought it was hilarious, and they just stuck with it. And I think that's great. Yep. So, I, I, I really love, because I'm, I'm a sucker for those, like, logs and just reading about the background of stuff. But it's one of my biggest pet peeves of when every time... Like a cutscene ends and you go to your main menu, you see that exclamation point and you have to go and click on the thing. Oh, those I'd are rather annoying. it just. Not I wish you could end. hover over it and it would clear. I like. I wish they just like kept the like. You could have the exclamation point for the new stuff, but just make it only when you go into the thing. I I don't like the on the main menu always having those. Yeah, that that is kind of annoying. Um, the apps too, and like it would be fine. Like I said, if you just scroll over the thing. But it's you have to like click on them every time too, and it's like why yeah. do that? I just leave them there. No, I don't care. I don't. It doesn't bother me enough to like. It bothers me so bad. I have to make sure all of them are gone all the time. Oh, oh boy, well you're gonna throw, Stucky. Yeah. Oh. You know what? So <laughs> this is a really weird first thing to talk about about our impressions. It is. But... <laughs> well, we we transitioned. We were talking about it. You um, know? but I guess well, we're also on main menu. That's my garage. Anyways. No, no, no. This is good. <laughs> yep. Yes. Those are the Taito Drum Masters. Um, I'm just gonna keep going, fuck it. This is the worst. Alright. Um, no, Rosin, this isn't the worst. No, that's true. So, how do you feel about the fact that, like, instead of, like, after a level up or after, like, a battle, like, demons don't talk to you anymore? You have to, like, go into the menu and initiate. I don't see, I don't know why they do that. I don't either. I love it. See, but I don't get it because, like, what I'm finding is it's, like,. I would rather you just do it after battle so you saved me a trip to the menu. So here's the thing about that is in SMT4 it did start getting a little annoying where like after big story boss battles there was like two minutes of like demon level ups and uh. then 
demons talking to you, and then, oh, hey, I want to change the skill to this skill. And any amount of that that they can move to somewhere else, I'm okay with. My oh. problem with that is, like, do you guys ever change any spell? Sometimes, yeah, because if it's, like, it's, if it's, it's like, so rarely, though. if it's, like, Patra and it turns into, like, Null Alec or something, I'll be like, yeah. Like, I've had yeah, a no, but then you guys normally say, like... want to, to change my Maciodine into Needle Spray. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Do you want to change my Debilitate to Media? Yeah. Yes. Like, yes, I want A lot to. of times they're shit, but I've had some really good demon builds come out of it. So. You also need to buy the app to make them better, too, man. Yeah. Anyways. The SMT4 Apocalypse came out. Yeah. That's our hot menu takes. I think we can move on now. No. No, no, okay. Before that, speaking of menu, man, the main menu that you that you first get is the ugliest main menu Atlus has ever done. You know, I really didn't mind it. Yeah, I didn't think it was that bad. Because you said that, like, and I was expecting it to be awful, and I was like, oh, that was fine. Yeah. No, but that green is horrible. I kind of like the green. I like the green, too, to be honest. Oh, my God. You guys have terrible taste in colors, man. Okay, Antinomi. I don't know what that meant. Oh, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> the claws came out there. Say something. Oh. Shit. No. Um... Quick, say a quote from the game to make it better. I'm still a samurai. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Hope you're not afraid of ghosts. Ghosts. Damn yes. it, we're already doing this. Okay. <laughs> start. No, let's start over. <laughs> so I should see four apocalypse games. Jesus out. Christ. Are we rolling? <laughs> So this was our final podcast. It was really nice to have you here, guys. Bye. Anyway, hold on. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. Fuck you. So, so I really didn't expect it. Okay. <clears throat> I'm good. Okay, so as if before apocalypse. Um, so, yeah. Um, I guess we should all start by saying how far are we in. How far we are in God English? Um, I'm at level seventy. All right. <laughs> so okay, that's how that's how far I mean. I'm at like level twenty-five. I'm at like nineteen or twenty. So <laughs> I'm about twelve hours in. I'm eight. If that means if if this means anything to anyone, I'm on the sixth moon right now. But okay, yeah, I'm on the second. Okay. 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 I don't think Rosin's at there yet, though. Nope. <laughs> I'm on no moons. Um, no, for real, though, like, I'm not gonna spoil that. When the moon thing popped up, I actually, like, made a noise out loud of, like, ha <laughs> You know, like, that was really cool. It's a cool moment, but... Something that I have to say about this game is that I think it doesn't start as strong as SMT4, but definitely, like, the pacing keeps escalating as you go in, and I don't want to see anything more because spoilers, but... Me and well, Zach were talking about this actually a little bit, and it feels weird because we, like I said, like it feels like Apocalypse simultaneously starts slower and also faster. Yeah. Because I, I like just... I'm eight hours in and I'm fucking level twenty, and to me that's absurd. But then also story wise, I feel like the ball just started rolling. If it means yeah, anything, I'm uh I'm I'm just at after the part with the arc in the cave. Okay, okay. So not far in at all, story-wise, but I'm, like, level 20, and, like, I'm, I have, like, 70 strength. I'm like, God, that's so weird to me, but... Yeah. It definitely, like, 
it feels like it gets rolling faster, but it's not rolling into like the big plot as quickly. Yeah. And I guess a lot of that does have to do with like SMT4's beginning part was kind of focused around the one big twist. Yeah. In, like the early game twist. And Apocalypse doesn't really have a big early game twist. No, because you know it's, everything it's, already. Yeah, it, it's a bit more standard in terms of structure as a story. but yeah. And to be fair, I do actually, uh, one thing that I was really impressed with is I really do think, like, because they're like, okay, we're going to make a game where the main character is one of these, like, shittier, like, punk, cyberpunk-ass, like, hunters that you see around in the, like, first SMT4, and they do a really good job of showing you what that sort of life is like and how shitty it is and how demons are a problem for people. Like, I, I, I'm not gonna lie, the fact that, like, one of your first big oh-shit moments is a fight with just a regular angel I think was amazing, and I love that they did that. Yeah, and this is where I was actually gonna say that I'm gonna go against Antinomi for a bit. I feel like Apocalypse has a stronger start. Okay. Because four four had a good like, four was beginning was really cool for that twist, and then it was like, oh man, this is it was so different, and then it's familiar, and then it's cool. But like Apocalypse's start, I feel like is just like really strong overall with like the characterization and the writing. I uh, I think it's strong and faster, but also like, I don't know something about I I, I think I appreciate I, I, the something about of like four. In like the, the the people saying, yeah, you're a samurai now, despite that we live in this eastern castle, you know. And yeah, like yeah. That. The, the the just everything from four's opening, I think, was very unique, and I think Apocalypse's opening, for better or for worse, is a bit more traditional. And I don't think that's a bad thing. And to be honest, I think, I think like comparing the two, I think Apocalypse's opening is stronger is stronger in the sense that. Um, like, I think for more people, like, it gets the ball rolling faster, and I think it does a better job of establishing the cast faster. But I do, like, there's a part of me that really likes Fours, like... And, like, I don't even really want to say, like, a, the gimmick, but the the whole mystery of Four and establishing the world was really strong for me. But I do know a lot of people really don't like Four's opening, so... I mean, I love Four's opening, but, like, you say that um, Apocalypse's opening is, like, standard, but honestly, like... When you think about, like, mainline SMT, the only other game that actually starts, like, post-apocalypse is 2. Yeah. And I, I, I really appreciated being able to see, like you said, like, the lives of people living in this world. Where, like, 1, 3, 4, and Strange Journey all started with, like, people used to regular life going into something that's crazy. No, I don't think, like, it's more, like, regular in terms of, like... Here is, you know, like, you, you get the, the quote-unquote starting town, you get the quote-unquote boss that fucks your shit up, and then, you know, that adventure starts, in a way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I definitely see that, but I feel like, yeah. yeah. That said, man, fuck the horse cock. That guy is an asshole, but I'm glad he's there. He's cool. I, <laughs> I love that character. Like, uh, it's like someone grabbed Ash Crimson and made him like a horse with a peacock feathers on the on his ass. It's great, but I love how that dude is like, oh, you're like possessed by a gun. Okay, let's let's go home, guys. We're done here. <laughs> like that was. I'm like, you, you know, you you're smarter than like ninety percent of other SMT bosses. You decided you knew when to call it quits. I respect that. It's fun that you say that, because... I won't say anything, but it's fun that you say that. Okay. <laughs> like... Also, something else that... 
I wasn't expecting. I was expecting Dagda to be your friend, you know, and shit like that. But Dagda's a fucking asshole. I, I, yeah. I, I was about to say he. I had very different. I had a very different picture of him in my head. And to be fair, I haven't spoiled on like some endgame shit. But like, I expected his character to be different. And also the fact that he gets into a little shit fest with his mom like five hours oh, into the, the game is the best thing in the world because he's literally being they... like an edgy punk god like. Like, Nozomi even says, like, when does the rebellious stage end for gods? And I'm like, oh, that's a good line. There is one, one, there is one, say, one thing he says later that's like, um, why you have to be, like, uh, like so, um, you're like a slave of this social, like, society, oh. mom, you know? <laughs> he could, he should be on Reaper names. Like, fuck. Back yes. that. But, but, okay, so the thing with Dagda, though, is, like, I really, really, really thought he was going to be, like, your best pal. <laughs> and, then, and then that game starts, and he's like, you're my puppet. And I went, oh, this is a very different relationship than I expected. Not only that, Every but also... they show him to you, like, in promotional material, he's always, like, next to Asahi smiling, you know, and Nozomi. <laughs> yeah, <funny>. yeah. <laughs> so he's like, always like, I'll bring you back to life, kid. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 uh... I do think it's weird, too, because he has, like, an odd amount of respect, but he gets pissed off easily. Like, um, for the arc thing, I don't know if you guys said, like, no to touching the sphere, but if yeah, you... Yeah, he makes you touch it. Yeah, if you say no, he's like, oh, come the fuck, and he just possesses you and makes you do it anyways. I'm like, oh, that's... I like there's, that. There's actually... Okay, so this is... We're getting really close to one thing I was going to talk about later, though, but, like, there's a couple of choices where... He, like, you have a choice and then he just forces you to do the thing he wants. I kind of like that because I feel like that adds to the relationship. It does. It definitely does. But, like, I've got, I'm going to, I've got a little bit of complaints to make later on. And Watch just get him to it like, now. Just do all it. right. So, so the main, man, because, like, I love this game and I want to gush about it and I will. But, like, one of my biggest complaints is that I feel like the choices don't have a lot of weight to them. And... This is in comparison to 4, where, like, I'm totally down for Apocalypse not doing the Law Chaos thing. It's doing its own thing, and that's great. But I feel like the... I'm, like, 12 hours in, and I feel like the choices so far are either just be a dick or don't be a dick. And that's kind of a step backwards. And then every other choice that's not just be a dick or don't be a dick, you don't really get to have a choice in it. And there's I feel like there's no weight there. I don't know if it's me just knowing, because, like, I mean, we've known since, like day one that there's not like the law chaos mechanic anymore you know i don't know if it's me just knowing that that's not there anymore because they said that or like something else but i i really do feel a difference between the dialogue options because in smt4 it's like oh i need to do the dialogue right or else like i don't get the ending i want and now it just feels like oh what do you want your character to be like but like you know that, that the problem that, is that, though the problem is that there's still multiple endings, though, and, like, I'm not entirely sure how they work, but even without that, like, I, I, think I don't think choices, any of it... I think from what I've been playing that some choices will affect your ending, but not in, like, a point way. Yeah, you know? I think I think yeah. it's actually, like, you'll know when it happens it's now. Fl it's flags. It's flags, I yeah. think. But even, even with that being established, though, I still feel like, in terms of just, like, getting into the story... I feel like it's a step backwards to just be like, well, your choices is your character a dick to everyone or not. And it's like, eh. Th there was so much more complexity to 
the other games, you know? Yeah. My point so, is, the other games were more get... about... Well, just the why other would you games... get to Asahi, you know? She's a treasure. Why will you be addicted? Yeah, but, like, I, I don't want to be mean to the, these characters. Yeah. I like them. But, like, my main thing is I'm totally down with SMT experimenting and doing other things. And mainline SMT at that. But I don't want it to go too far from what I love about the series. And one of the things I do love about the series is, like, the complexity. And it's not just are you a good guy or a rude, mean guy. It's, like, you know all about the philosophies people have and where you stand personally with your beliefs. And I, I feel like getting a little too far from that might lead to disappointment. But again, I'm only 12 hours. It definitely hours in, so... feels for me like they want to tell a more structured and like tunneled, if that makes sense, story with this one. And even like if there were no choices in the story, that'd be fine too for me. It's fine to do things differently. It's just I don't want them to stray too far from the themes and making every choice like shake her hand or slap her hand away is like, meh, Or uh, you know? How many times have I seen just eight hours and comfort her or walk away? Yeah, that's <laughs> lame to me. Because why would you walk away? Like, exactly. And like, you would can you, even Will you comfort like... Navarro, though? Oh, yes. yes. Oh, Navarre's I would the walk best. away. Navarro is so fucking good in this game. Oh, Navarro is amazing in this game, I love He, like... Talk Have about you met Gaston yet? No. No, I haven't. Fuck. But talk about a character who, like, such a, like, one-note joke annoyance in SMT4. The best character in this game. Yo. I love how he, like, calls you, like, yeah, my, yeah, my boy. I, you can do it, yeah. my apprentice, you know? Yeah, that's great. I... I love to because before SMT4, there was a sizable amount of the fan base that believed that Navarre was going to be a very deep character that was like the neutral representative that was going to start off as like this privileged shit and over time get better and more mature. And then SMT4 actually happens and he's just a little whiny brat the whole time and then he goes like kind of crazy by the end and just like cries and runs away. And like for him to just be around and still be like shitty but obvious like it's obvious he's not like a bad person he's just really pathetic you know <laughs> like yeah. I, I i i love navar he's great and like his position in this game too allows him to be a bit more a yeah. bit more vulnerable in a way but still have that like cocky like yeah. i was once such a proud knight attitude and oh, it's so good well he's bullshitting and like no one can call him out on it it's great yeah, I just love the yeah. I fought with Flynn. Yeah, it's like oh yeah, for like two, you, you literally betrayed him like you two hours against Flynn. Yeah. <laughs> you betrayed I you so, so you sold him out like two hours in. You fucker! Like no. no. The one thing I don't like about Navar, and it's not related to him, and it's my main gripe with this game. I don't like the shade knife mechanic. Mm, yeah. I don't know. It doesn't add anything to the game. It makes looking for secrets more annoying. I kind of, so far, I kind of like it, but I can see it getting annoying down the road. I have no real feeling on it. I feel like they just kind of did it for padding. <laughs> well, it's I... like, I like the idea of, okay, you've got this meter, choose where you go well, and if you chose wrong, go back and find where to go next. I would rather you have a limited amount of swings and it drain over time, though. Yeah, My no, it could have been better. Like, I just, because here's the thing, there is a moment in which you're exploring, at least where I'm on, you're exploring a dungeon, and it's like, you see the, the power source, and you're like, okay, there's gonna be one of those walls now, so, because I don't want to, to just do it right now, and, and like, 
and risk get draining the mirror. I just going to explore like the whole dungeon to see where the wall is, then go back, then use the power source, and then go back again and use the, the shade knife, the knife, you know? I think stuff that. like that and uh, the Wormwood are both, like, kind of cop-out solutions to, like, oh, this is on a handheld so we can't do the intricate, like, PS2-era Megaton dungeon shortcutting design, you know? Yeah. What's the, 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 what's the, the, the thing? The Wormwood? The Wormwood is, like, the brown uh, tentacles with the uh, gem that you crushed. That are uh, I don't mind that one, though, because you can just use that to make, like, shortcuts easily. Yeah. But no, 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 that, one... that's what I'm saying, though, is I, th I feel like both of those are there because, like, they probably are a little bit limited because of the 3DS, you know? So, like, I feel like they're probably like, oh, well, we can't do shit that we would on, like, a console, so, like, we're just gonna kind of do these instead, which, like, I, I don't mind Wormwood either, but, like, the Jade Knife thing, just to me, I almost tripped over my power cable, um, is more like, uh, oh, this is something to, like, give you a shortcut, but not as easy as, like, the Wormwood would. Like, you kind of need to be familiar with the area sort of thing, but I, I think they could have handled it way better. Yeah, I, and I, there's other stuff, too. Like, there's a new mechanic introduced recently for me, and then I, I see, like, other stuff around the world, and I'm like, oh, that's going to be a thing later I got to come back for. <laughs> they definitely added a lot of more, like, exploration-based stuff here. Is it the sword thing, Zach? The sword one is the one I know, but there's also, like, I just, I've noticed, like, in several locations, there's, like, things, and I'm like, well, these all look the same, and I don't have anything to do oh, with Oh, you mean, like, stuff. the flower-like thing? Yeah. Yeah, you have to hit them with the shade knife. Knife. No, no, no. Oh, do you? What do they do? Yeah. And they give you the gems that you can use to exchange for like a top tier items and shit. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. I wonder if you find... have any gems. Um, have you? Uh, did you find the the shame trader? Yeah, I found the gem trader, but I've never had any gems because I didn't know how to yeah. get them. Yeah, that's how you get them, and they also give you a new item that's called armor boost that makes your armor better. Oh, that's oh cool. interesting. Equipment in Which general I'm seems never a lot going to use important. except for the final armor. <laughs> I don't know, man. That GameStop pre order armor is pretty good. <sighs> okay. That's what I've been wearing. The, the... I got the samurai armor and it fucking sucks. I love it. <laughs> equipment, equipment in general seems a lot better in this game than it did in base yeah, 4. Yeah, it is. Because there's a point in 4 where, like, you're like, I want to say even level 20, you can just stop carrying. Like, it doesn't matter past the point. And, it's, and in well, 4, it was like, super four. expensive. And it's, like, expensive in this one, too, but now it matters more. So yeah. the thing about... Actually, I feel like armor mattered more in 4, because in 4, almost every armor, until you got to the end game, expensive ones, had a weakness. And the whole point of armor was, like, well, that boss used that ability, let me change out for an armor that doesn't have this weakness. But in here, like, right off the bat, I, the armors don't have weaknesses, so... Yeah, I no, think... Well, but later you get the armor with the weaknesses. But that's weird because why wear that instead of wearing the one that doesn't have a weakness? Because it has better stats, stats. boost stuff. Uh, see, for me, I'd rather I'd rather just not have the weakness. Oh, I would rather have one hundred more MP. <laughs> like, uh, if it if it's that big, then yeah, maybe I could see that. That's the that's the push and pull. Um, yeah. I uh I I feel like just the stat boost and like. I've not. I, there was a like. I never really felt an SMT for other like like you said, switching out armors for weaknesses. Like, oh, this is like a pain to like. I I, I need to change out my gear. It's always I need to change up my party. And then this one, it's like, man, I should really just get the most up to date equipment I can. And that actually did have a noticeable impact on like the fight. And I was like, okay, that's that's good. I like that. I mean, I'm never buying like any weapons because I'm doing like a magic build. So why would oh, yeah, I buy you don't any? Need to. 
Yeah, I'm actually, but... I, I did a magic build in 4 a lot, so I'm actually going, like, strength decks. So my main character, because I'm spreading my stats out so much, isn't going to be as powerful. So I'm uh, I'm just going pure strength. I, I put a little bit in decks, and I'm like, if they're, they finally fixed how those skills scale... So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna. Go I think straight. the way they fix it just makes it worse, though. Because now you got two different skills set to like, like one stat each, and like six other skills set set to one. I I think it's, I think it is kind of weird because like there's a lot less gun skills than there are physical. In general. No, no, they're about the same. Oh, okay, um, I don't know because I always feel like the trade-off though is like. With the, like, you can exploit weaknesses too, but also, like, in general, there's a lot less demons that, like, reflect or drain or do whatever to, like, elemental spells, you know? And, like, I mean, that does kind of go out the window later with almighty attacks, but, like... No, but even then, you can just have, like, three different elements on your main character and you're fine. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I, 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 uh, I always like going Fizz, and, like, I, even, like, in SMT4, I don't think Fizz is as bad as people say. It's not that Fizz is bad, it's that magic is too good. Yeah. Especially because a lot of the bosses have weaknesses in SMT4, to the point where, like, if you're covering all of your magic on your main character, you're, like, so often guaranteed to be able to exploit the boss's weakness. And, like, you also have to keep in mind that now that, if you, now before in SMT4, you, should, you only need to pump Dex, and Dex will give you both physical and gun attacks yeah but now if you want gun attacks you need to pump both dex and strength and don't forget crit so you can get those crits yep oh yeah luck yeah and agility so you can attack fast so yeah my character right now he has 270 points on magic so i'm happy with that. <laughs> yeah i'm just gonna go all strength and agility pretty much a little bit of luck here and there Oh, yeah, but, uh, mine has like 270 like magic, then 80 agility, and like 50 luck. And you know what, too, else. actually? A lot of instances in this game. I was going to bring that up, and they have the small ones, too, which yeah. only gets by one point. Yeah. It's part of the feeling of this game of like, there's so much to this game where like, they really just, because it's a direct sequel to 4, and they're building off of what 4 was in a lot of ways... I feel like it's allowed them to experiment with things and flush things out and add a lot of stuff to it, yeah. which is where I felt like the Jade Knight stuff came from, of them just being like, well, if we just did four again exactly, it would be a bit boring, so let's, like, really build on it. To some extent, I kind like, I like, I like the mechanic, but also, too, I kind of feel like the partner mechanic, like, it adds a lot, and I do like it, and I'm going to explain a little bit why in a bit, but, like, at the same time, too, I was kind of like... This feels like they kind of are like, fuck, what can we do, you know? <laughs> like, No, no, I actually like the partner mechanic a lot because the partner mechanic in 4 was horribly designed and awful. Yeah. Well, like... well I, sorry, I don't mean the partner mechanic as a whole. I mean the Omega mode attack after so many hits. Like, oh, that's cool, though. No, it, it oh, is. Yeah. It, it is, but, like, I was kind of like, oh... Okay, like, I don't know, like, that, I, I was, like, it felt like they kind of just added something that didn't need to be there, but I'm not, I, I do like that it's there. I, I like I how it, when you, it, oh, well, what? I just, I like that mechanic, but I feel like it canceling the bosses, or the enemy's turn is too much. I, I was about to say, like, I'm interested to see how that goes for later boss fights, because, like, 
that's a fucking, like, I can see people, like, getting that gauge to, like, one or two before the, before the interrupt attack, and then going for the boss fight and just, like, sweeping the floor, because, like, if you start out with that, you know, like, that's a lot of damage at once. I think it's worth it, because, yo, once you get seven party members, it feels really good to land it, like... It's fucking, like, that's, like, that's 17 attacks, at most, no, now no. that I think about it. Yeah. Seven party members is seven attacks. No, oh, no, 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 because like, you do yeah. eight eight turns if you do, if you... Oh, yeah. But even then, like, all of, all, they always do, like, about 100 damage each. No, so, but, like, I, no but what we're saying is you, you get your party's attack, and then Yeah, you... I know you get your party's attack, but, like, even then... Once you you get like the extra turn, yeah. The, the thing the thing that's worth it is the extra turns that you get after doing it. Yeah, exactly. But once, once you get to like end game, like they do like about seven hundred damage, you know, like and to the boss seven hundred damage is like nothing at that point. So. Then yeah, but it, it's the extra turns that are like. Yeah, it's because you get. Like, uh, it's like a gimmick, like but I think it. It's fine, like... Because you get the four attacks, then you get four press turns, then you get the, the interrupt attack, then you get four attacks, then you get four more press yeah. turns, possibly. But I, I like it, because you get to, str you get to like, uh, strategize around it. It's cool. I, uh... I, I, I mean, like, my worries so far... Sorry for cutting off. I was just gonna say, my worries so far aren't founded in that, because, like, this game is really well-balanced. Yeah. I, uh... I, I, um... I think they actually, like, designed the bosses with it in mind pretty well. Um, there was one thing, though, like, and this might just be because it's early and the health pool for fights is a lot lower, obviously, but, like, I did notice the thing where, like, because of where my interrupt attack was, I, I keep calling it that, but, like, the partner ultimate attack. Only the all-out all attack, man. The all-out attack, yes. Um, so you get the dialogue thing where it's like, oh, phase two of the fight started, and then I just killed him right away. And I was like, oh, because that's just so when the, like, attack happened to hit. And I was kind of like, I hope that doesn't happen all the time. Well, I'm, I'm also, I'm, like, playing on war, so that helps, I guess, with that. Oh, I am too, so, I don't know. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, I should establish that I'm playing this first playthrough on normal, just because I wanted to see how it was balanced. And then on my second playthrough, I'll play on either war or apocalypse if it's out yet. Difficulty is a big thing for Mega Ten for me. Like, I think Nocturne Hard Mode is one of the most well-balanced experiences I've ever had in an RPG, and, like, I just love it to death, other than, like, late game, the prices, like, the price inflation on shops is fucking awful, but anyways. Um, no, I definitely agree, difficulty's really important to me, but, um, I just, I always play games on normal first, on just because yeah. I, I like to see how it's balanced for normal and how new players would experience it before going on to that. Yeah. Honestly, it used to be, I just kind of stopped carrying out difficulty in, like, SMT, uh, it's just like the way I kind of stop caring about take a shot difficulty in Dark Souls, hey yo. <laughs> but but just because like SMT kind of goes in the same way. Like once you learn the rules, like SMT is not gonna be that difficult anymore. Well, you say that, but honestly, even on normal, I I, I haven't died yet. When I'm gonna bring that up too, because that's another complaint I have. <laughs> but um, I haven't I haven't. Well, no, not that I haven't died. It's but I came really close a few times. And it like I had some really intense fights. I uh I got back attack critical wave critical waves a couple times. So that's yeah, the most yeah. of my deaths. Actually, yeah, I I've uh, I, I'd say um spoilers. Starting with King Frost, I've died at least once on every. Well, I mean it's only been this boss. 
I guess it's only been the last two bosses, though, now that I think about it in my head. I've died at least once to the fight, just because, like, I didn't know the party. Then it's like, oh, that's the weakness. Okay, time to rebuild the party. Okay, I got it, so. Right, so I, I guess I'll say this now, just because we're talking about the difficulty and death thing. So my other, my second major complaint, other than the choices thing, is... Man, this game is really well balanced. This battle system is fantastic. They fixed all of my problems. But it's a real shame that that is kind of negated by the fact that there's no penalty for death. And thus the threat is not actually there. I don't know how to feel about that. I was thinking about it. Because you know what? I didn't know about that straight like straight up. I, <laughs> I followed the game, but I just didn't realize. And I was like, oh, that's a nice thing to do for the tutorial. Because a lot of people didn't like SMT4's like, tutorial thing. <laughs> and then I was like... Oh, Dagda's just gonna keep reviving you, like, right before where you died every single time, huh? And I was thinking about that, I'm like, I, I don't know if I like or hate that, because like you said, like... Well, I, I think it's fine that you can say no, you know? Well, no, I, but why would you say no? I know. Okay, here's why I will say no, and don't fucking spoil me, Rasen. I don't know if that affects my ending. I'd be surprised if that yeah, did. I, I really doubt it affects your ending. I like, think it's just the new version of, of the thing that was in 4. They just removed like, I don't know if it does, day. though, so I'm not going to do it unless I really have to. Like, All right, but, uh, like, assume That would be the dumbest thing, though. Like, no, seriously. it would be awesome. I would love if it happened. Assuming <laughs> that it doesn't affect your ending, I think... I was even... I was iffy on 4, allowing you to pay to be revived, but removing even the fact that you have to pay... Is way too much, I think. Like, yeah, I kind of. I no longer feel any. Once I figured that out, I I stopped taking fights seriously because even if I die, whatever. That that kind of goes hand in hand, I think, with like a lot of people are like, well, I fucking hate how in all these games, if and like, I mean, SMT four even took this out, but it's like, oh, you get Mudo insta killed, and then like you just game over right away. What? How was that fun? And my counter to all that was like, well, the stakes are like you're always on edge because of that and i think that adds a lot to the experience and like i do agree in apocalypse like I, i'm not gonna lie when i'm fighting a boss now it's like yeah, i can just fuck around and try this thing and if it doesn't work i can just like it it, it there's no well if you're fighting i don't think that counts for bosses as much as random encounters because the game tells you every time you're about to fight a boss so you will just save you know yeah but it's for random encounters it's fucked so fast so yeah but for, like, bosses, it's the same. It, it's the same, but honestly, just the fact that it's... The fact that it's so lenient just affects me mentally, you know? I just dislike that it's there. It doesn't ruin the game at all, but it's yeah. just... I would rather... It, it, I would it rather changes not. the tone of a lot of fights, I'd say. I think I like it thematically a lot, though, because it's... it's amazing like... thematically. Yeah, no, yeah, that's cool. Especially so, because, like, it makes sense because the story requires him to be able to do that for you. Yeah. But it's just, it really affects it negatively gameplay-wise, I think. I think it, I, I'm always down for, like, something stupid in a game to, like, be consistent with the story fucking up the gameplay, so I'm down with this. I, like, I, would, I would, like, just, if there was any penalty at all for dying... Just some, even just something. make me pay money again. Or even, like, you respawn, but, like, maybe at, like, half a... You lose a level. Yes. Oh, God, no. Never. Um, Man, fuck Macabin. Speaking of that. Oh. 
I got Macarin like three times yesterday, and he's like, no, I just lost two hundred thousand like Maca. No, like it's the worst. That's that that's percentage based. Um, yeah. No, like what, what, um. What attack was this though? Maca beam. So, right before Apocalypse came out, I decided to go get all the fiends. Like, finish getting the fiends in four. Man, the fact that one of the fiends starts out casting that four times in a row, making yes. sure you don't have the money to revive, is amazing. Because <laughs> that that fight had the opposite tone of the fights in, in Apocalypse, where it's like, Everything's I thought I was safe, and now I'm not. Yeah. You know what, though? Hold on. So, Zach, I will, be, I will be, to be fair, I think all of the shit we're saying maybe goes out the window or is healed if you get to a point of the game where Dogda's like, I'm not reviving you anymore. That would be that, that would be, be that would be great. I kind of hope that happens now that I said that, but um I mean it may happen in some routes and in others it doesn't, so Yeah, maybe. Um because well, we'll I don't know anything about the endings yet, so me neither. So. I mean, I can make some guesses just based on th marketing and whatnot, but, well, you know. Yeah. Can we talk about how fucking radical Odin is? Oh, hold on. I do want to say one thing real quick that we almost forgot about. I, I want to say, Antinomi, would you say War's Balance pretty damn amazingly? Because I think it is. Um, Wait, which one? War. Because I've been playing on War, and I think, like, the balancing is superb. I, like, I don't know, I'm... I'm at the thing of like I never really having like a stressful moment in SMT4 war, uh, SMT4 war. Yes, like yeah, I'm SMT4 playing and like war. for like the first I guess the first third of the game it was like okay this is challenging but not stressful and now it's like yeah if I stop paying attention I can get fucked and I and I and I usually get like the random encounter that's awful for me but I'm not having like I don't think it's super hard right now at the end so. Well, I mean, even, like, super hard doesn't necessarily... But I mean, like, I don't think it's a strange journey or nocturne challenging. Would you say it's better than SMT4, though? Or... Oh, well, that's not... That's... Yeah, it's yeah, better okay. than the, the lowest... I the mean, lowest even, point. Normal yes. is better balance than SMT4, yeah, so... good. I, I, I don't think know, it's so fine. Honestly, I... It's one of those things, like... Again, once you learn how to SMT... SM, doing SMTs is, is is easier. So, I I guess I have to say that maybe if this is your first SMT, it's gonna be like Nocturne, you know? Yeah. And you know what? To be fair, I, this is all coming from people that I feel comfortable saying this. The three of us in this call right now can see a demon for the first time, and we probably know their weakness. Yeah. Like we're at we're at that level of play. I'm here. at the point in which like I just going like, mm, I think this yeah. is most weak to win. Right? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. That's weak to win. That's weak to oh, it's a bird. It's weak to gun. Fuck it. You know, yeah. like you, you just know. And um, even like we're just like so trained in how to abuse the systems too like i press turn is my favorite battle system but like i know the ins and out of that system so well mm, okay you know that if, as long as i cast like the 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 magic reflecting spell as my last turn i will be golden you know like so one thing just the stuff like oh let me pass this turn so i can do the thing this you know? is another thing i do want to bring up that i really fucking love about this game before uh antinomi you want to talk about odin um, I just want to say he's fucking cool looking, man. Oh, oh okay, <laughs> alright. So here's what I want to say. I, Aside from, like, the partner, like, gauge and then, like, all-out attack mechanic thing, 
I want to say I love the fact that like when you go select a partner, it's like uh, Asahi heals, Navar buffs and debuffs, like that sort of thing. Because what I totally realized, I mean, does nothing. <laughs> oh, um, what I what I realized is it's like, oh, because you basically have at least then an extra party member that can do stuff, and you can build parties around your partner. Yeah. So it's like, hey, I have Navar buffing. So I really don't have to worry about Rakukaja being on at least one or two of my demons anymore because he has that covered for me well enough, and I'm fine with that. Yeah, it also is a really good way of teaching new players how important those are. Yeah, and like it, it like or even like if if you're playing at the start of the game and you don't have a healer, that's okay because Asahi will heal you pretty damn good. Like, I think it opens up a lot of customization routes because. How many times have you been playing a game and it's like, man, I have this really cool demon, but I kind of need a healer on the team. Like, you know, like, you, there's the, there's the, like, parts of the party that need to be filled in an SMT team or you're just going to run into trouble. And it, I kind of like that they help you free up, free up that a little bit. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like it's important too because of the amazing, incredible, perfect 10 out of 10 affinity system limits you a bit. Oh, I love that system so much. Oh, my God. It's called so, system. one of my favorite things about Apocalypse is that I was kind of worried because 4 was really streamlined and, like, yeah. really, like, simplified. And I was like, this is great, but I'm I'm a little worried that the series is going to lose some of its complexity. And I feel like Apocalypse brought it back in, like, tenfold. Like, I feel like the affinity system solves something that I think... Devil Survivor 1 and 2 and SMT4 have in particular. You and, get... and the Persona 4 Golden has it too. Okay. Um, I, I don't know if this is the exact same thing I'm talking about, but probably is um, you get to a point where you're fusing shit, and like this is probably around the halfway point where it's like all of your demons are probably just the same because it's yep. like, well, these are the best skills. Why would I not fuse all of my demons to have just these? Yep, absolutely. That's exactly what I was talking about. Okay, okay, perfect the, the, perfect. the ability to choose all of your skills was a game changer for SMT, but it was a, it had a really negative side effect of yeah, like your demons are just the same after a point. Also, like yeah. before, if you really wanted the really good one, you're gonna have to press circle and X for an hour. You yeah. know, yeah. The, the affinity system, I I don't expect it to be in Persona Five because Persona Five was developed alongside, alongside this, but I this, really. Yeah really really hope it becomes the standard for the series moving forward because it is an excellent change i hope you know i i don't know but i actually now that you reference that i hope p5 has the really good fusion shit that they added for four vanilla uh it probably will but it probably won't have the stuff from apocalypse sadly yeah that sucks but i can i can live with just it being improved with four stuff you know so that's i mean q have had it so oh yeah that's right had it too so that's yeah that's true um Oh, actually, one thing I do want to say, too, about the affinity thing is, um, like, I, I do enjoy because, you know, it was always like kind of... Like, sacrificial fusion, you know? Like, it has more than this. So oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I really fucking love, like, because, you know, you always get to that point in these games where it's like, why the fuck does my Jack Frost know Agidine? It's stupid. <laughs> like, it's cool, but it's also, like, he shouldn't, you know? Like, yeah. I, I enjoy... He should take damage when he uses it. He should be half-melted by the time he's done casting that that thing, you know? Um, so, yeah, it, and like we said, it gets rid of the problem of, like, me playing, like, Devil Survivor 2, and it's like, oh, time to do the Alice fight. Okay, I have Satan, 
whatever, Lucifer, you know, all these different, like, demons. Multi-strike, multi-strike, multi-strike. Yeah, multi-strike, Megadola, or no, mul no, it's, uh, it's multi-strike, almighty dance, and then, like, the passives are always just, like, null all, or repel all, or, like, Excuse me, it's holy dance, you casual, please. Oh, oh, fuck. I guess I'm not a true Devil Survivor 2 fan. I know, right? Exposed. Yeah. Come on, quick, Fumi's measurements. Oh, no. 12. Yes, 12. 12. <laughs> Just 12. Yep. That's the number of stars and also the same number of playable party members in Devil Survivor 2. There we go, I brought it back. Um, okay. No, the affinity thing's good, though. Um, so here's also, my thing, though. Okay, I have a question. Okay. About the affinity thing. So I have a demon, and it's like, he has Suku Kaja, but it's minus 3. What the yeah. fuck does that affect? It costs more MP. Oh, like oh, Sukukasha okay. cost 30 MP with minus 3. Okay, because I was about to say, if we're getting to a point where it's like, oh, you you, you buffed up your demon 0.7 of the way for the agility, <laughs> and I'm like, fuck that. Um, but, yeah, it took me a while to figure that out, too. But if, if that's MP cost, that's actually good, because like the difference between 10 and 30 MP at this point in the game for me is still pretty significant, so... Like, oh yes, it's significant, like, always, I think, for stuff like that. Also, I just love, like, for so like, allies or Alice, or whenever you want to call her, she has minus nine on physical skills. You're not putting <laughs> any physical skills on that girl, you know? Does it go up to nine? Like, plus minus I think nine? I think mean, it depends on the skill. Okay. But, and on the demon, too, of course. And you know the endgame demons are all gonna be, like, plus everything, you know what I mean? So that'll be fun. No, the, the endgame demons is gonna be, like, plus nine or like, the best ones, and minus nine or like, the horrible ones, oh. you know? Yeah. Mm. I expect I there also... to be one really good demon that's just plus, you know, like... I, do, I don't think there will be, you know? Maybe, like, the, like, super, super in-game DLC ones or something, but... Yeah, that's that's more so what I'm referring to. But also, just real quick, I want to throw out a shout-out, because there was a conversation about this a while ago. Um, how do you guys feel about uh, Terukaja and Makakaja being separate skills again? I'm fine with it. It's fine. I, I'm happy about as it. As long as Tarunda is one and the same, it's fine. Are they? The, Tarunda the, 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 um, brings down both. Okay, that's fine. I honest, honestly, yeah, that's a that's a difference that I really don't care either way. I just it adds a little bit, honestly. Like when they became the same skill, I was like, "That's fine." It just it removes a tiny little speck of depth. Yeah, so adding, a little bit. It's just a little. It's just one of those little things. Where, like apocalypse has so many little things to add more depth. Because that 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 is a choice you do need to make. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, even in one of the boss fights I was, like, fighting, it's like, okay, do I want to do Terukaja and just rely on my main character, or do Makakaja and have my three demons that individually do less damage, but all together will deal more damage? Like, that was a choice I had to make. Like, do I want to have the reliable one guy, or, like, the little bit less reliable three other people, but boost them up a little bit to be more on par with my main character? And that was, like, a choice I had to make, and that was, like... Fuck, you know? Honestly, um, like, it's not really affecting for me because I don't have a single physical demon on my team. So I'm not casting Tarukasha anytime soon. You I, know? I always I always do, and, like, this is for every SMT, like, as best I can, except for one, and everyone knows how I play that game. I just break it. Um, like, wow, okay, wow. Right. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> take all my money and let me run away. My dick is out right now. Anyways, um, so... <laughs> I, I always have the physical main character, 
uh, two magical demons, like, for, like, main offense, and then the healer buffer. Like, that's just how I roll. And, like, that's been working fine for me so far. So, now it's my time to talk. And, first of all, Oin is radical, I said. Uh, something I want to talk about, and I won't go into spoilers or anything, but I want to talk about this, is I love your party in this game. And the reason why I love the party in this game is because in every Persona and SMT, you always play as the 18-slash-17-year-old. Oh, you're stupid kids in this one. I love it. Yeah, you're stupid kids in this one. And You do the dumbest shit. I love it. <laughs> and, like, the thing I love is that... By the end, you're like mostly kids, you have Nozomi as like the mother figure, and Navar, which, yeah, I guess he's the dad, I don't know, but, so you can make like different dynamics with that, and there's like, it doesn't, once you are an adult, it doesn't seem that different, but the difference between a 15-year-old and a 17-year-old is huge, you know? And I think they like, do a really good job of showing between Nanashi and Asahi and Flynn and Isabeau. Like, when they yeah. show up very early on. Like, there is a very different... Like, they're very different, like, maturity-wise. And how they take the situation around them. They, they're they very different because of that age gap. And, like, it shows that they're kids. They had, like, kids, you know? Like, uh, Asahi is, thinks Isabo is a superhero. Yeah. And stuff like that. That's one of my favorite, like, relationships so far in this game. Asahi's, like, admiration of Isabeau is adorable. Yeah, yeah it's pretty it's good. Great. And I just love how, like, Nozomi is, like, a mother to all the kids, too. Like, it's just... Uh... Oh, and then there's my favorite one, but I can't talk about Gaston yet because he's too cool. <laughs> I, uh... Me and Zach were talking about it a little bit before, while I was telling him. Uh, I like the characterization. I think it's really good. Uh, I do think, though, a lot of it was because of, like... SMT4's character writing was very heavily criticized. Um, yeah. And I, I, but I am one of the people though that I really think SMT4's like more subtle characterization was something I really appreciated about that game. I think SMT4 characters are not as well as people say. Yeah. You know, they're fine. They they have the problem of being defined by the alignment. But I thought but... it was the best at that. Same. And I yeah, thought I feel like was. when people say. They're defined by their alignment, but I feel like when people say that's all they are, they're missing a lot of the, like, depth there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. And I do, I'm not gonna lie, there are a few times with Asahi where I'm like, oh, you're you're doing some of the cookie-cutter things, you know? But, like, she, like she's, she's, yeah. she's well-written, but there's a few points where I'm like, this feels a little un-SMT. And I don't think that's a bad thing, but, like, I kind of hope that this isn't the direction they all go in now. If that makes yeah. sense, it's, it, it's kind of related of to. Yeah, well, it's kind yeah. of similar with like my problem with the uh, choices, where it's like I'm fine with them doing something different, and as a direct sequel to four, it's good that they're not just doing the same thing. Yeah, but I'm afraid of it going too far away from what I like about SMT. I I think it's fine. They try like new things. Uh, oh boy, like if you complain about that, get ready for later with some stuff but i i think it's fine like it's just like you know in this one is more character based compared to yeah. other game. like this this game is out the party you know and, and how for this part that's really well done like i don't want to give out specifics but there's a scene where like 
Asahi kind of breaks down that I don't think Rosin's at yet that I thought was so really well like written, acted, and everything that I really like actually felt for her character, which is something that isn't it doesn't happen often in mainline SMT, you know? Yeah. Like then that's why I like ensure that this one is more character given than the other ones. You know, and you could say it's more standard RPG that is this one's out yeah, of the that, park. That's you know? my thing mostly with it is like I, I like it and they do it really well. It's just like it doesn't feel as unique as like the other. Well the ones. thing is like this is not SMT five, you know, it's SMT yeah. for five for apocalypse. To be honest. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Like it it's a direct sequel. And if they were just doing the same thing, it would be boring. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's so it's so. SMT five will have your low la guy, chaos guy, and neutral chick. You know. Hopefully, I, we get a neutral guy. I uh, I have like I do think though like I do want to bring up something like I've seen so many people like why isn't this just called SMT five and like. Honestly, I do think it does make a difference because, like, if this was SMT5, I feel like some things I'd be kind of like, Whoa. yeah, this is, like, weird for this series to go down this way. But because it's, they, they're, they're like, no, this is just the the second half of the what we want to tell in the world of 4. Like, I think even... The also, it, it can't be called SMT5 because it takes place in 4, you know? Well, like, see, that's my thing, too, because people are like, well, SMT2 is a direct sequel to 1, but, like, but none SMT4 of the characters... finally is not a direct sequel to 4, it's a what-if. Yeah, that, but, but also, too, like, the difference there, I think, more than that, even, is characters from 1 don't really show up in 2, other than, like, a couple. And, like, the that's whole the... cast of 4 is here. Yeah, I and... would argue that Final or Apocalypse is a what-if. I think it's... I think it deserves to be called the direct sequel. No, I mean it's like from a point of like video game, it's a direct sequel, but it's a it's a what if from a point of a story. Well, I don't even think so because they said the thing. I don't remember like the exacts, but like they explained how this doesn't happen in the endings of four, and I thought that was really neat. Oh well, didn't they didn't they say like um the stuff of four like happened but this is just another universe where like no well it's instead. like you know how well it's the thing like all the alternate universes yeah. but you know how like the four endings happen because you make that choice yeah but like the four endings happen in a world where nanashi doesn't accept dagda's offer and dies yeah oh really? and when you when you yeah, yeah. and oh, when you play rad. through that's when you play through fuck. the early parts of apocalypse you if you keep that in mind it's like yeah this all happens because of nanashi <laughs> And, like, you yeah. got to the part with the arc, oh, you know? Like, Well, yeah, I guess that... Fuck, yeah, you're but right. Still, because... that, that is what makes it a what-if, though. But, I mean, it's a what-if in the same way that the three endings of four are what-ifs to say, each other. I'd say it's a what-if in the same way that every Deus Ex game, or even there's an Elder Scrolls game did that, where it's like, oh, none of those fucking ma ending decisions matter. Here's the sequel, you know? Like, a lot of games do that when they have multiple endings and they want to follow up. Um, I think, like, I mean, I think it's... You could just say it's both, you know? Like... Um, no, Rasen, it's not. It's a what now? It's okay. <laughs> <But> fuck. <laughs> um, this is the rest of the podcast right yeah, now. Yes. Get ready. <laughs> I think it's actually a prequel. Um, anyways, no. Oh, uh, excuse me. It's Would an integral. It's actually an integral that becomes a sequel over time. Um, it's a decimal. Haha, <laughs> math joke. God damn it. Um, Why do you keep so? Like, uh, I, I, I will say, though, that does make sense, because actually, if you think about it, at the very start of the game, if Nanashi is just like, yeah, creepy god, dude, no, I'm just gonna fucking die, fuck it. Asahi's just dead. 
Yeah. No, nope. he's dead, and the whole divine powers thing doesn't happen. Yeah, and then it just goes on. And uh, yeah, and then Flynn just does the neutral thing. Yeah. I, yeah it's I so good. Now Nash is a fucking asshole. Holy shit! But you know, I used to really not like that character design. I thought they went a little too far with the punk thing. I actually really like Nanashi's character design now. I oh love... no, I yeah, think it's I fucking like it. horrible. I don't like it at all. But well, I, completely... I, I, I completely 180 on it. I like him on 3D. I think his design is horrible. I like the I like the Sean Lennon uh, lyrics on his shirt though. So uh, I I I what you know what really changed my opinion though is I remember all of the fucking um. When you go and look at the leaderboards of the hunter things in like four, and they all have like edgelord like aliases, and like you look at the designs of the hunters, and they're all like these cyberpunk like weird emo soldiers, and I'm like, you know what, Nana, she's fair. I respect that. Like that's kind of what like sold it on me. I actually think it's kind of weird. Asahi is not more punk-ish, and she just has the weird. God, fucking Asahi, put the goddamn strap on. It bothers me so much. That's not how you wear a fucking helmet. Holy shit. What's the point? Don't take the helmet off. It doesn't matter if you just not have it on. That's how you imply there are kids wrestling in Japan. You, you make just them make them stupid? Yeah, you make them not <laughs> being able to wear hats, like, right? Like, she might as well have fucking shoulder pads on backwards. Nanashi, I can't bend my arms. That was my Asahi impression. Yes. Good. I like it. <laughs> Thanks. Can, we, can you do the rest of the podcast like that? Yes! Where are you okay, going now? I'll be Navar. <laughs> oh shit! Oh but wait, I who can I be? Oh no, I got I got I ran out of cool characters to I guess I'll be in a zombie. Pancakes. Oh god. Yo, okay, actually, okay. So I I know how I you know how I said like oh I love that Angel is just like one of the most like that'd be like having a Mario spinoff where Goomba is like one of the first bosses you know like yeah. I I also love how it's like oh shit there's something going on in the hots oh it's King Frost I'm like yes that's great I love that like because it kind of eases you into like the story a bit where it's like hey you just have a little comedic little plot like side plot going on for now I love I loved that. I love how Nosomi speaks. Fuck the hate though. She's so, the dialogue is so good, man. Yeah. Fantastic acting, fantastic localization script, whatever. Pretty Atlas games have been so on point the last couple. Like fuck, I love the dubs. I, I just even dating back to like, I was talking about this with a friend that doesn't play the series because like when you talk about SMT to someone that doesn't play it, I feel like they get the wrong impression of how the game sounds, but, like, yeah. one of my defining moments of how I knew I loved the series is, like, early on in Nocturne, when, like, a demon levels up, and it's just like, yo, check this shit out. I'm like, I fucking love this. Like, <laughs> this is the greatest series. But it's just, like, if they talk in a way that you wouldn't expect, like, these kind of stories to have dialogue. Nothing beats Demon with Bali Girl personality. It's the best. <laughs> yeah. That's my BFF you go with you, I, you know? I, <laughs> I, I, I tend to really like the grandpa demons. Those are good too. Uh, the grandpa ones and the little kid ones, because there's one that was like I had a negotiation and it was like, hey, what's the most difficult or it's like what does it mean to grow up? And it's like to become my ally and the, he's just like that's bullshit. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna join you now, and I'm like, yeah, that's great. <laughs> no, my favorite one was one they had 
like on final and it, I'm with a demon and I, I wanted to try something out because I ended up picking like scout by accident and I'm like okay I'll show you give me this refuse give me this refuse give me this refuse you refuse everything I ask for I respect that then you want to the party I will say though I found negotiation to be easier in apocalypse yeah than I've, I've never had a failed negotiation yet actually like the only the only negotiations that have failed have been the ones that don't get to the give me items part yet, where like you just have to learn what they are. Cause like there was one where I said that you're trying to trick me, and they were like, "Why?" And I said, "Cause you're a girl." And they went, "That's sexist." And I was like, "Fuck you, right?" <laughs> <laughs> but like, no. once like... you get to the part, once you get to the part where you have to give them items, it's just give them the give shit. them two things, deny them one thing, give them one thing, and they're in. No, no, but my favorite part is like, give me this, give me this, give me this. Okay, I'm out. And like, no, why? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's great. Or, or give me this. I've had this happen. Give me this, give me this, give me this. Dude, you have no more room left. What the fuck is wrong with you? Fuck you, you're an idiot. I'm like, damn it, I am. <laughs> no, yeah, you yeah. are. But no, my favorite one is that, um, like, we, uh, you can, it happens with some demons. I think it's mostly female demons. That like, You can go and say... Um, like, the demon say, wanna go on a date or something, you know? And like, you, say, you say, yes. And you're like, okay, next time you see me, talk to me. And like, next time you fight against them, you're like, oh, there you are. Yeah, let's go oh, on a that's date. great. Like, the I, demon has joined your party. I had a goblin that was like, I'll join you when you get stronger. And then the next fight, I ran to the goblin. He's like, yo, I, you did it, man. And I'm like, I literally, I walked two steps, but okay. <laughs> there, there's another one like that, too, where they're like asking you a question. And then they leave, and they come back, and they ask you, like, another question, and all of your answers are, like, friendship. And they're like, yeah, I know, I just wanted to be your friend. Let's go. <laughs> okay, actually, so, I don't know. There, There is a picture floating around on Twitter now, um, but uh, I don't know if... I, I mean, I, I saw it happen personally. If your Mothman gets blown away by, like, a Zon skill, and then you, like, go and find him later, he says, let's go chase shooting stars again. And I'm like, that's such a good line for a fucking Mothman to say. Uh, I also, oh. um... Yeah. Yep, same. <laughs> good point, Zach. I, I can't, I can't also <laughs> oh, you're trying to do the silence thing. See, I was... The... Uh, no, I honestly just forgot what I, I forgot what I was gonna what, say. There is one where like you can. It's, I think it's with Lilim and those kind of demons. That is like, the the demon is what? Uh, why do you want me for? And you can say to be my ally, you know, or something. I just want you for your body. And it's like I pick that one. Like, yep, I like your sincerity, boy. Let's <laughs> go, you know. <laughs> uh, negotiations, great. Yeah. Except when innocent, but that's few and between lanes. So no, I well, feel they like said, that they adds. said that they were. They said that in this game in particular, they made the demons more consistent, so there's less randomness. Yeah, that's that's fine. Man, strange only negotiation is the worst. Man, I still soul hackers negotiations. I think are still like in my top three. That game had just the funniest fucking conversations. There is a point I remember in Soul Hackers where, like, you can talk to one of, like, I think it's just, like, the Jack Frost-style demons, or it's just, like, the, the, you know, like, the goofy fairy demons. And they're like, hey, you like video games? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I played this game called Soul Hackers. And then he goes, oh. And then he's like, I need to go leave and think about some shit. And he just leaves the fight because he realizes that, like, you're the main character of Soul Hackers. It's great. Nice. No, the best one, one will always be. 
once you get to like end game stuff in in Nocturne, like the, there's the random chance of like when you start a battle and it's oh boy, it's you, the Demifin, I'm out. SMT one does that too. We're like um. One of my favorite, you know what, fuck it, the only good thing about negotiation in SMT1 is there's the one part where it's like, identify yourself, and at the start of that game, you that doesn't matter, you don't use that ever, and like, the further and more powerful you get, the more demons recognize you, and they're like, oh, you're that guy, I'm gonna fucking join you before you kill me, and I'm like, that's great, just because like, over time, people just know who you are. Um, Apocalypse kind of starts out with that. It, that's happened to me like once or twice at the beginning of Apocalypse. You know what, to be fair, when it's like, oh hey, that dude has a new God Slayer human thing, that probably does get around fast. Oh, I know who no, Dagda is reference. Yeah, they recognize him in negotiations. Oh, Dagda? Yeah. Oh, you know yeah, what? Yeah, there, there was a negotiation where it was like, wait, is that Dagda with you? I'm out. Like, uh, <laughs> they, they, uh, they, um... There, there's a, I think, uh, Tamlin, every time he gives you an item in, like, the, like talk menu or whatever he's like just don't tell dog that i don't want him on my ass about it it's like that's great uh, i love dog he's so cool he's such an edgelord and such a whiny brat i love him i love how every time you have any scene with your friends he's like yeah friendship this is ruined you kid you need to listen to me I love, my, my favorite because it's probably the pettiest one is when you go to eat food to heal and he's like why the fuck do you guys eat this shit and it's like we have to like, <laughs> I will say though the one because normally I'm making the choices that he's not happy with, but there was one dialogue choice in the middle of a boss fight where I said something about like, "Uh, we don't need these gods," and he had yeah. one line of like, "That's good, my god slayer," and yeah, I'm like, like, "Oh, no, oh, this is so strong." No, that that that's the one before the arc scene because I I did that one first too because I was like, "Oh, Dagda's gonna give me some shit," but he just compliments you, and if you do the other one, your assist gauge goes like to max. <laughs> Be, but also to actually, I, I want Dagna to to like me. Okay, yeah, because because here's the thing is, uh, and this is actually something I like about the the things is those seem a little bit more because in SMT four it was if I recall pretty much almost always like there's the the one that has no effect the good one and the bad one this one there's a little bit more to it than that because in that fight with that exact dialogue option we we're just talking about the first option is your assist gauge like gets like eight pips so it's probably just gonna fill out because of that um the uh the other one is like um but no no sorry sorry I, I fucked that up so the first dialogue option is your assist gauge goes up but then also the enemy gets more powerful the second option is dagda compliments you but then the guy gets more powerful and then the third one is just nothing happens and i like that it's not just like oh there's the good and the bad one it's like oh well if the fight's going fine why would i want to do anything here i can just do the one that does nothing oh i feel like i want to get that extra like all-out attack in so i'm just gonna go for this one but but then if, like, if that doesn't finish up the job, then I'm kind of fucked afterwards, you know? Like, that's a really, really cool risk-reward thing that Force... Like, Force thing is, like... Uh, like, um... Okay, spoilers for the end of SMT4. Like, when you're fighting Lucifer at the final fight, and it's like... Oh, who do you fight for? And it's like, humanity! And it's like, Flynn just became Super Saiyan, and Lucifer's like, all fucked up and scared now, and it's like, oh my god, like... <laughs> the, the one thing I will say I liked about that in 4 is that, uh... 
the they're the same dialogue options, but which one gives you the buff is different depending on what um, route you're on. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Cause like if you if you say that when you're on like law or chaos, he'll be like he'll well, call you out. Th yeah. <laughs> to okay. think that a son of man gets strength from neither. Oh God, fuck Lucifer. <laughs> I'm glad his voice actor now is better. <laughs> it's the same, isn't it? Is it? Maybe it yeah. just doesn't have the filter. No, it does. Oh, it, it does. It's definitely different. I just think he's acting it differently. Oh, Maybe okay. it's a yeah, different okay. actor, but... Well, I mean, for the other one, he barely had anything to talk, you know? You so... know what? So, I didn't realize Navar's voice actor was different because the dude does a really good job, and I think he he's similar enough. Like, Liam O'Brien is one of my favorite voice actors in that clique, but honestly, like, his voice has become so, like, oh, that's yeah. Liam O'Brien, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, I got voice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really, really, really like the new Navar voice, and I think he does a fantastic job. He's great. Yeah. I think all of the voice actors... Man, actually... Is Nozomi you? Yeah, Nozomi yeah, okay. Nizo is Karen Strassman. Nozomi went from Laura Bailey to Karen Strassman, and I think that's fine, but also, too, it's like... That was one of those moments where I'm like, oh, that used to be Laura Bailey, now it's Karen Strassman. Like, just right away, I was like, oh, yeah. that's, that, that's one of those, like, oh, I, I know this Hey, people. you know what, though? There's not, a lot, there's not a lot of voice actors that I would consider an even trade for Laura Bailey. That's one of them. Yeah, no, that, that, that was fair, though. I'm like, if you're going to replace Laura Bailey, you did the right one. Karen does a good job. I'm a, I'm a big fan of both of them, so. Yeah, they, they do great work. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, man, I don't man, know. Man, Doctor's voice actor is so good. Oh, he is, he is my highlight. He, I, I want to say he is probably one of my, like, favorite voices in video games, actually. He does yeah. such a fucking bang-up job. Like, like I actually, I read a re review that was, like, every time Dogda speaks, that scene is a joy to listen to, and I agree. <laughs> like, yeah. every single time he opens his, like, the accent is just so fucking good. Yeah. The accent, the tone of voice, the, like... The fact he just attitude. has so much contempt for everyone. Yeah. It just, it shines through so great. Yeah, this game is fantastic. When he argues with his mom, that's, like, the best. It's so good. Like, five hours in, and, like, the, your fucking edgelord, kill all gods, you're my god slave. You're a slave of you're... society, mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> Fuck, that's so good. Also, too, I like uh, how... If you're enjoying the family drama, wait a little longer. But I also yes. like how... It... I, I The amount of possession we have going on here... So we have Dagda possessing the main character, we have Navar possessing the main character, and then Denu is correct is possessing Nozomi, if I'm correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, fuck. That's a lot going on here. <laughs> it is, but it, it, like... It's great, though. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I, I love how Asahi, for a moment, there is like, what, are you okay? Just wait, man. <laughs> Just wait for the scene I'm talking about. Oh, okay. I'm excited. Man, this game is great. No, like, I had very high expectations for this game, and, like, I'm gonna be straight up honest, like, I don't think I've been as excited and, like, had things as delivered in the same way that I have... Oh, are you cutting out? Yeah, just keep going. Okay. Um, I, uh, I don't think I've had a game that I've been so excited for and, like, had everything delivered upon in the same way since Vanilla SMT4. But I also do want to say, like, that's not just, like, saying, like, game-wise in general, but, like, I guess, like, because, like, when a new mainline SMT comes out, that's, like, high expectations, right? And just, like, the expectations are so high that it's, like, are they going to deliver? And they, like, 
the last two. Yep, they fucking they've done it. Um, I mean, record breaker. I haven't been disappointed yet. <laughs> yeah, no, record breaker. I was really hyped for, but I feel like record breaker is a different type of hype for me. Um, yeah, because you know, you know what you were getting with that game. Exactly. Like, I, even if the new thing sucks, I have the old thing. So, like, y you know, like, there's, it's just a remake with like added shit. You know, like, who cares? Um, well, you did. I cared a lot. <laughs> I care too. Uh, that's a good ass game. But, uh, yeah, like, um, I don't know, I was really happy with my eight hours of Apocalypse so far. Like, there's minor issues here and there, and there's some stuff that I hope only stays in Apocalypse, but, like, I'm happy that it's an entry in the series, and, like, it's the best JRPG I've played this year, so... It, it's one of those things, too, where, like, I, I, like, I had, like, the two major complaints, but, like, overall, man, SMT4 is one of my favorite games of all time, and this it seems like overall it's better. So like yeah, no, it's just better. SM it's S it it bridges the gap between the things people like about Nocturne and SMT4, while also expanding on the great system simplification and like innovation that Four brought to the table. It it's it, it's it kept simplified the things that need to be simplified and then added depth to the things that were lacking it in four. Yeah, because like a lot. Let's be honest. A lot of the reason that four is criticized for being too easy is because a lot of that simplification really just fucked with like how like they gave you almost too many tools. And Apocalypse does a great job of not giving you less tools, but just making things in the world around you a little bit more challenging as a result of how many options you have on the table at once. Yeah. Which I and don't like I said, which I honestly I don't think that's a thing that we've had in one of these games maybe since DDS. Uh, maybe Strange yeah. Journey. Well, I guess Strange Strange Journey though you didn't have as many customization options. You didn't In Strange Journey you can go for a magic guy and it turns out he has more attack than magic attack for some reason. No, because you Fuck how? Do, oh, there's a weird ass personality test at the start of that game, right? Yeah, and even if you got the attack type, you can get more magic than oh, physical. Oh, because yeah, strength. because it's just a seed. It's still random. Because though. it's still a, it's because it's like the fire emblem thing, right? Yeah. Because it's it's like you have pro, like priority in the RNG, but it's still just RNG. Yeah, yeah, that that's a thing. No, man. I fucking love when I I love but also hate when games like oh take this personality test and that's gonna be your character build because like it just never I like makes it when sense. It's optional. Uh yeah, when, when it's optional, sure, but like they never make sense. And the, I think the best slash worst one is probably also the first one. Now that I think about it, Dragon Quest Three does this thing where you have a dream at the beginning of that game where you are on a waterfall and you talk to God and God's like I'm gonna give you a personality test, boy. And then you go through, like, 20 questions, and then he's like, I'm gonna teleport you to a test. And you, like, teleport into a random scenario, and, like, depending on what you do in the scenario determines your character build. Like, the one I remember getting is it's like you warp into a cave, and there's a guy stuck under a boulder, and it's like, do you give him your food? Do you help him get stuck out, but then you're gonna be late for your thing? It's, like, so fucking weird and in-depth, and I'm like, what the fuck does this matter if I have better strength or magic or not? Like, actually, you know? It makes no sense. Uh... Yeah, but back on SMT, something I wanted to say is that at the beginning, as I was like, okay, this is good, you know? Because I, okay, my opinion in SMT4 is like, it's really good, 
it's no Nocturne, it's no Persona 4, it's no Persona 3, but it's really good. And on this one, for like the first, let's say, like five to eight hours, you know, like it was like, okay, this is more of the same, more of the best, you know, like, like refined SMT4, you know? Yeah. And then, like, I'm like, as the game goes on, I think this game de deals with scale more, much better than SMT4 does. Because Good, because I, that was its worst problem. Like, yes, scale in SMT4, you know, like goes up and down constantly. But I think in SMT4 Final, a scale is always going up and up and up. And, like, there is a point in which I just want to be vague about it. It's like, you and some characters go... Like, we gotta do the thing, you know? Let's go do the thing right now. And you and other characters do it, and he's like, okay, we did the thing. Back to the, back, back to, back to being fuck enemies, I guess. And yeah. the thing, like, it, it, and it's like an event in which things keep go, keep happening and happening and happening. Oh, and happening. I think I just put two and two together. Now I'm really excited. <laughs> <laughs> because you just said, let's go back to being enemies. And I'm like, fuck, I, there's only two characters that make sense with, and that's great. Uh, and I wasn't spoiled no, no. on that somehow. Uh, but... It, it, it keeps, like, the thing keeps building up and up and up, and it ends with an encounter that is like, yes, right now this is awesome. And then after that, it gets even better. And, like, this is probably the game that deals with scale. And I think, like, since... I think this is the best, the game that scales the best since Persona 4 in the Atlus games, you know? As someone uh, who likes SMT4 more than Persona 4 and was in with Apocalypse from minute one, you have me very excited right now. You know what, I, I was about to say, like, the exact same thing. Like, I like SMT4 more than P3-P4, but, like, that's, yeah, like, <laughs> that, that makes me excited. Um, because, oh yeah, there's a, the, the game gets to points where the, like, sequences, that, like, okay, this is pretty hype right now while it's happening, and it's, like, the midpoint of the game, you know? So I mean, like, I, even, like, early on... Like, kind of, again, I won't say too much, but right after the part where Rosin's at, when it's like, oh, things changed, you know? It, yeah. it, like, with SMT4, you get the world... Oh, by the way, the world map is definitely way improved in this yeah. game. Oh, yes, it is. Um, but, like, once you get to, to Tokyo and SMT4, it's like, well, this is the world map, and there's really not yeah. anything, like, gonna change in it. But, like, this story does change the world in this game, and that is really good. Can I say something real quick about that, actually? Sure. Even with how little I've seen of it so far, I don't know what it is. The world of the Tokyo as it is shown is an apocalypse, and I don't know if maybe this is just a perspective thing because in four they kind of it, it's an al it might as well be an alien world to those characters, and it's kind of portrayed through that lens. It feels so much more alive and like real and tangible to me in Apocalypse, and I don't yeah. know if maybe that's because there's just so much more NPCs that you can talk to now. Or like also, NPC stories are like a thing, man. Keep talking to every NPC. No, they're like... so good too. Like I, I love like because in four they added some really good world building stuff. But like I feel like there's these people are like actually living in these underground sewers and like you see the sh or like subways, not sewers. Oh, might as well be the same thing. Am I right? I live in the country, anyways. Um, so, um, oh, point. yes, I'm a, I'm a simple folk. Um, very, very classy of you, Russell. Yep. No, but, um, fucking, like, 
just the shit in the beginning where they're all like, just days ago we were struggling to live, and then like Flynn literally made everything better for us, and just like stuff like that, and just showing off how these people live and like what like their newfound hope to live, and like th you know they're getting back on track and shit, and just even like you have the tiny shit like. If you go, like, not too far from where you start the game, there's a little sign that's like, hey, kids, play underground or else you might run into some demons, and that's not... Like, just, like, stuff like that. Like, there's so much world-building stuff that I just appreciate. It it does look... Okay, so the thing with, like, an SMT4 that, like, you kind of have to suspend your disbelief a bit in SMT4, where it's like, oh, apparently just opening this door and going underground makes it safe. And, like, yeah. they kind of do the thing, like, oh, the Ashurakai's protecting them, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I feel like this game shows you what it's actually like to live like that. And they they answer a lot of questions that didn't need to be answered, but helped. You well, know? well, I mean, even at the start okay, of the game, they show, they, they show right. that there's guards at the gates. And, yeah, like, there are gates. there's guards, and, like, when you reach a new area and in being Apocalypse, a guard like... sucks. <laughs> yeah, but like th there, there are things closed off, and you have to find another way in in Apocalypse. Oh and yeah, like stuff. the shutter doors. Those are. I, yeah. I, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Like, yeah. of course they would do that. Why wouldn't they? There are demons outside. Yeah. But like something, something that like because time goes faster in Mikado, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like for no reason, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, for, it doesn't make any kind of sense whatsoever. They never explained no, that. Fine. I don't think. It's fine. <laughs> God magic. Yeah. Yeah, because... The flow of time is convoluted in Come, Tokyo. Yeah. Okay, they, they so like... Oh, go ahead. No, they do some cool stuff with that in this one, too. Okay, so it's probably related to the one thing of, like... Obviously, I'm not going to say what, but, man, there is a super obvious plot oh. twist from... One. I hope you're talking about the first dream sequence, which I'm like, oh. I mean, it's you know, obvious, that everyone saw coming when the character was shown. Like, yes. But, like, I didn't believe it based on the character design, and then that happened right at the beginning of the game, and I was like, okay. They, they I yeah. might as well just have said it. Yeah. May as well, so it's like a computer said, is that you, Sean? You know? Yeah, like, like that was so, like... I mean, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna admit that part of the story I didn't even get spoiled on, and then as soon as I saw that scene, or, or to be fair, maybe I was spoiled on it because like I did actually look shit up like when the game came out in Japan, I may have just forgotten. But like as soon as that scene happened, I'm like, oh, so that's who we are, okay. Yeah. But like, like it, <laughs> it worked so well too because that there was a huge lingering question for me from SMT4. You know what? Same. Like, I, 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 I really like... Uh, like, we can't say too much more, because it'll make it obvious, yeah. even though the game makes it obvious, but... Because, okay, so here's my question. So, yeah. of that cast of... Of the past cast, is what I'll call them. Should we just say it? Just, just fucking say everyone knows what the... No, 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 Nanashi is Akira. If, you're n if you didn't figure that out, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> like it's, it, it's literally the first scene of the game. You have a dream sequence and everyone calls you Akira and it's from your point of view. You're fucking Akira. And like, literally, like, it even says you open your voice and someone... Like, you open your mouth and someone else's voice responds and it's Akira. It's, it's so obvious. Yeah. No, but like, um... So here's the thing, because you have the past crew and it's so obvious that like they're parallels of like the smt4 main cast like the dude with all the weird crosses on his face is jonathan uh kenji uh you know the dude the, the one really hard boss fight of that game actually because of the fucking stupid status effect attack that was the dumbest design thing ever um 
like, he's Walter, and then Flynn's past self is just Flynn, and then, um, they always kind of apply, apply that I think, like, Akira was kind of, like, the partner character, you know? Like, yeah. like he was kind of the Isabeau, but then it's also like, oh, because, like, he kind of just followed down whatever route Flynn went, you know? Like, yeah. Th- like well, that... no, not even, though. Well, kinda. What, what do you mean, actually? Because, because... Well, the... Okay, yeah, sorry, because, let, let me just say, my interpretation of, like, the blasted and infernal Tokyo scenes was, on all of the routes uh, Flynn's incarnation went those separate ways, Akira just decided to do what Flynn's former incarnation did. Yeah, but then he has the moment where he's like, maybe we need the opposite. Oh, you know what, you're true. Be, be, yeah, after Flynn and friends help him out, he kind of does. That's true. And and it's like, okay, so if the, if the Akira living in the lawful world wants chaos and the Akira living in the chaotic world once law what's the Akira from the neutral world like you know and here we go well no no but okay but here's the one thing though I don't know and this was in for itself this is so funny in the at the point I'm at the game and I'm like right, what you guys are talking about oh. no but but I, I do want to say though in for itself we do know the Akira from Flynn's world yes we do but he we climbed don't... and became the king of Mikado Yes, but we don't know what he was like as a person. No, and we're getting that's true. to see that. Wait, there's the one side quest with like Ball, and I think he becomes Beelzebub that has to do something with him, right? I. Oh no, that was the king. The king after him. That's the king. That's the king of current Mikado. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. A- oh. Azuhira or some uh, something. You you get there's a point in the game where you get King Aquila's sword, right? I think. Uh, yes, but th- that you don't meet Aquila. You, okay. you meet the current But, but was, was his sword part of the Beelzebub quest? I don't remember. It might have been. I, I think you get his sword as a result of that Beelzebub fight. Yeah, probably because the current king had it, you know, it was handed down. Oh, yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. But, no, 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 they definitely do some stuff with Akira there, so... Good. Looking forward to it. Really, really looking yeah, forward to same. it. Yeah, same. It's interesting. I think right? the blasted, looking back on SMT4, the blasted and infernal Tokyo shit is one of my favorite parts of that game because oh, yeah. they, they actually addressed a fan theory and just were like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> they just straight up. Uh, well, what fan theory would that be? That all endings are canon and like there's a split universe for every oh, yeah. action. Well, I, I assume that's the case for anything that has multiple endings. Yeah, that's true. Well, I don't know, like, stuff like Deus Ex that doesn't really Oh, work. I want a game that's completely different, you know, like, I want a character to show, you know, all those decisions they made? This is the canon one, you know? Like... <laughs> but, like, people in the SMT fan base kind of, like, because 2 follows up 1's neutral route, yeah, I feel that's like they true. get a little, they get a little, like, one-sided and, like, well, the neutral one's always the, the one that happens. Well, it's like, they all happen, just that one got a sequel, you know? And to yeah. be fair, too, and I know it doesn't kind it. It well, I mean, and I think really... it mostly proves it because, like, then Raido <laughs> follows up after other things, you know, like. So, so here's my thing with um. With that is like we do have a game, and it's to be it, it doesn't count kind of because it was made by obviously like a side team and it was like a mobile thing. But there is a game that takes place after SMT One's Law Route, and everything sucks. <laughs> but 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 like it, that's the thing though. It's like it's just like a weird little mobile like you fight in an arena and that's it sort of thing, and like that's kind of my thing with I think the whole neutral thing is it's like well of course they all fucking follow the neutral route because the difference between neutral versus law and chaos is neutral is oh we're back to the status quo yeah and law and chaos is society's changed probably forever. 
Like, yeah. there's no more conflict or story to be told there. That's where that's done. Like, what are you gonna do? The Strange Journey sequels takes place after the law. What the fuck are you gonna do in Nocturne 2 when the main character followed Isamu's route? <laughs> just playing a puddle alone it's forever. just like it's just like a walking simulator at that point you know oh like, fuck I kind of want that now oh yeah actually, that would be really cool like imagine someone just being alone in a world and slowly discovering like man there was a dude trapped in a marble and he decided with this weird friend that looks like a douchebag and this kind of also acts like a douchebag and has a bunch of faces on his face for some re faces on his body for some reason that everyone should always be alone forever and then frog, uh, frog fractions too comes yes. out, you know, like yes. Uh, Apocalypse is great, kids. Go buy it. Please. It's. it's I will say though. I will say though. If you think SMT4 is fine, you can wait on Apocalypse. No, I disagree. I think if you thought SMT4 was fine, get Apocalypse because it's better. Yeah, if you thought I SMT4 kind of... was garbage, then maybe wait. I, I kind of agree with that. Like, I think if you thought... I, I, I agree, because I think Apocalypse, like... I think the people that had problems with 4, but are still like, yeah, it's, like you said, it's fine. Like, I think those people would be way more impressed with this one. Um, I will say, though... Okay, so here's one thing I'm seeing. I'm seeing so many people, and to be... Like, I kind of don't want to be that guy, but I feel like this is literally just Atlas saying this because it helps sales. You play 4 first. Don't jump into Apocalypse. Like... You can, but you shouldn't. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, y there's just so much. And like, before you play four, you play SMT one, two, yes. and then Nocturne. No, you okay. have to start with Megami Tensei for the NES, released in 1987. Don't um, you ever dare touch that remake. Oh man, yeah. you start with the novels. <laughs> Fuck. You know what? Just pick up a copy of the Ars Goetia from the 1700s. <laughs> No, I do think, though, that... <laughs> okay, so you start with the Book of Genesis. <laughs> yes. You have to catch up with all the mythology of all the demons. <laughs> no, I do think, though, that this game is, like, a really well... Like, it's a better SMT4 when it comes to gameplay. A story goes to different places, you know. But I just think if you weren't, like, a big fan of the SMT4 world, of the SMT4, like, lore, you know, I think you can wait on this game. Because yeah, I mean, like, if you didn't like the world or the lore, then yeah, no, you shouldn't. No, I don't say you don't like. I'm saying if you thought it was fine, you know. But see, I feel like it improves on it. So if people thought it was fine, they should give it a shot. Yeah, well, the game is fifty dollars, so I don't know. Okay, well, I mean, obviously, if you can't afford it, then don't. But if you've got the money I, to spend, I, or if you have to pick between this and other game, you know, maybe like if you just thought SMT4 was fine. Wait for an Atlus sale. It happened every four months, you know. I'm like, I'm just gonna have to disagree with you. I think people should play this now. I'm kind of leaning that way, but this, like this is just I think the best JRPG I've played all year. Like I yeah, like it. it's just such a good game that like you should give it a shot. Uh, crap! I had a point I wanted to make and then I forgot it. But um, ah, shit! What was I gonna say? Uh oh no no! What I was saying is um. Yeah, like, just play 4 first. And, like, there is one thing I have noticed with a lot of people, and, Zach, I know you don't have this problem, actually, um, but I've seen a lot of other people with it. I know a lot of people that were, it's like, oh, Apocalypse is coming out, I should finally get around to either playing or beating 4. And then they got to Apocalypse, and they're like, oh, I'm 
a little burnt out because they are like it's the same overall system yeah. with improvements. So I I do think if you play them back to back, maybe not the smartest idea, but I would say maybe play SMT four, wait a couple months, take a break, then play Apocalypse. I I, I think that is the best way to go about doing it because like the start of apocalypse is the main character from four is so fucking cool also here's a shitty recap of four story that will completely ruin it like for you experiencing it for yourself if you're jumping on here you know it's like come on just play four first i mean the fucking main plot twist of the first 10 hours of four it's ruined if you just boot up this game so i mean to be fair the main plot twist of the first four hours of four are ruined if you watched the trailer no, but they or don't look, even build no, under the no. dome, though. Okay. Or look at the cover of the soundtrack. Oh. I never thought about it that way. Um, like... <laughs> I, I, You know what I will say, though? Like, I somehow managed to go into 4 not knowing the context of where Mikado and Tokyo are located. I just, like, I just bought... Four. The only thing I got spoiled on 4... It's that Lucifer, Lucifer's identity. Thank you, Rasen. But outside of that, it's like, yeah, yeah. Just, just because, I, like, when SMT4 was announced, I went, okay, fine, I'll play when it comes out, you know. And I played, and I played like three months after it came out because not three years. But yeah, like. Honestly, I think it's fine. Like the game is super good, and I'm liking it a lot. I'm probably like I'm probably gonna end up liking it more than SMT4. Um, yeah, I, I it really for me whether I like it more than four or not depends on how those like two problems I have end up. You know. I uh, I think overall, and like I said, I'm only eight hours in. I I can see me liking it a lot more than four, just because like I love everything about four, but I can't deny a lot of the criticisms people have about that game. Like, and how, like, the difficulty scaling and, like, just the system in general works, and admittedly some of the simplification went a little too far with making it too easier, like, I think those are really valid, and, like, Apocalypse addresses those just right off the bat, and if they could stay consistent with it, and I have no reason to doubt that they will, like, I think I'll like it way more than 4. It's, it, like, Nocturne's still, like, my number one, like, mainline-wise, and, like, I... That's a fucking, like, tough hill to climb, though, you know? Like, I, I wasn't expecting this game to be that again, which, like, I know a lot of people didn't like 4 just because they wanted it to be better than Nocturne, but I'm at this point where I'm like, Nocturne was such, like, a experience that, like, I'm not, I don't think I, I think I'm kind of done holding stuff to Nocturne standard. I mean, for Nocturne... Like, if you think about it, Nocturne is a fucking weird-ass video game, man. But, like, like, for Nocturne are trying to be very different games. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what, like, it, that's my thing, too, is, like, Nocturne isn't really a mainline game, like, yeah. compared to the other ones. It doesn't really have a traditional alignment. I mean, this one doesn't either, but, like... Nocturne is fucking weird, man. <laughs> like, it, it really... It could have been a spin-off, to be honest. Like, I, I feel like they could have called it something different and not identified it I, I don't it know as, if like... I'd go that far, because I do feel like, other than the fact that the alignments aren't called Law Chaos and there's more to it, I feel like the themes are very mainline and the way it tells its story is very mainline, but... Yeah, I, I, I guess I feel more so like in, in like... 
the way the dungeon crawling in particular and like some of the gameplay stuff like I think the world the the way the world is yeah that too like from going from like two to strange journey like there's I I feel like there's kind of like like looking at the series as a whole Nocturne's definitely the weird one you know um yeah it's funny too because people said strange journey was supposed to be SMT4 but if you view Nocturne's its own thing strange journey makes a fine SMT3 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Good talk, everyone. <laughs> um, you're not afraid of ghosts. Oh, god damn it. Honestly, and you also have to keep in mind that at some point in Nocturne, you were walking down a stairway and fucking Dante come in and started fighting you, you know? You can't beat that. <laughs> you can't beat that. <laughs> Like, it's hard to read that, man. I, re I was streaming that, but back in the day, I was like, when I was in, uh, like, I was streaming the game in Spanish. And I, and I, and I was, that was like when Nocturne was the term, SMT, third SMT game I ever played. And like, and I, ha I was like, I was like 19 at the time or some shit. And, no, 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 definitely not 19. I was like, I was uh, like about to end, uh, to finish high school. And, I was like, yo, check this out. This is the most metal game ever you'll ever see. And like all I did was play through the hospital segment and it and I ended when they show you Dante at the end and he's like this is this game, go fucking buy it, you know? And all the three uh, people in the stream bought it. No, okay, no, my Spanish <laughs> my shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. My Spanish my Spanish audience is seventeen people, so you should. Have... you had Pierce in charge on that attack. Oh, hey, uh, no wait, time wait, to no. drown myself. My Spanish audience is seventeen people. My English audience is garbage, but hey, I don't talk with any of those seventeen people anymore. Oh, I'll have you known that for a week I was the third most hitboxed streamer until people figure out what hitbox was. Oh. <laughs> all right, Konami, you're you're so cool. I know. Thank you, Zach. That's all I wanted. Moving to. on. Okay. No. Now I'm talking. Now this is the new talk. This is my stream talk. No, it's not worth it. Let's continue. Uh, the Jade Knife Meter ran out on that conversation. Hey, you hey. Uh, Apocalypse is a good. Oh, actually, one last thing I want to say. Man, Apocalypse is great. Feel bad for Tokyo Mirage Sessions now a little bit, because, like, that got overshadowed. <laughs> it's fine, though. Tokyo Mirage Sessions is perfectly okay being its own thing. Yeah, it is. Also, it's, like, it's hard to know overshadow a Wii U game, so... Oh. It, it overshadowed itself just by being a Wii U game, is the sad <laughs> Yeah. I've been playing more of that a little bit on and off, and it's just fun. It's it's not really like meaty or like intellectually stimulating, but that like... game is Twitter screenshot heaven. That's oh, it's great. It um, like... That game is just dumb fun. I love yeah. it. You know what I will say? Like to have because like even like Persona doesn't get to the level of dumb kooky fun that TMS does. Like that's a void that I think was I'm very happy having filled by a Megaton game. Persona is kooky anime antics. And like, um, spliced in with real drama. Yeah, but then, like... the, but then the drama in TMS is oh no, my American otaku okay, okay, drama okay, okay. teacher is too rough on me. Persona anime antics and like, uh, at FE is uh, is a is a Japanese drama. Like you're you're watching a shade drama, you know. 
I've never watched a J drama, so I couldn't confirm this. But you're okay. watching a gay drama. I've never watched one of those. You're either. watching. Yeah. <laughs> you can add whatever letter you want. I haven't watched it, so I haven't even watched an A drama. <laughs> oh. Oh, not the A dramas. What the fuck is this conversation? Oh no. This is so fitting. We have like three hours of SMT apocalypse gushing, and then this happens. Yeah. Yeah. On to emos. Fuck. Okay. I guess I can't talk about... I didn't have anything to talk about. So, it's okay. I still had another hour's worth of talking about the intricacies of fucking... The yes. intricacies okay. of fucking? Yes. Hey! hey There's man. a title! It's hard. <laughs> oh. Good job. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Hey, email time. This is from Kachi, and he says, Have you guys ever had the problem where you can never finish a game? Personally, I've played so many games this year, but the only one I've ever finished was Kirby 1. It's not too hard to finish. It's like an hour. Um, if any of you guys share this problem, I'd like to hear what solutions you guys have. You're asking the wrong person. Yeah. Sorry, uh... I don't finish a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you cut out for me there, so I didn't get to yeah, finish what you were for, saying. Eh, eh, oh, I did? Eh. We didn't get to finish hearing your thing. Anyway, yeah, I have that problem too. I never used to have that problem, but I've had it a lot lately where I've just been buying so many games that I feel like I don't have the time to finish them all. And I'm not even someone that has that problem as bad as other people do. But, like, honestly, I don't really have a solution. I just kind of... We were talking about this earlier. I just kind of stopped caring. Where, like, I'll play what I feel like playing, and I'm not gonna worry. I'll finish the game, like, I'm I'm gonna finish Apocalypse multiple times, but, like, I finish what I feel like finishing in that moment, and if I don't get around to finishing a game, then so be it. I'll come back to it in a year, you know? Yeah, same. I usually don't have this problem because I take, like, games... I, I play mostly games as a service, like Overwatch and fighting games and stuff like that. Um, so you don't really beat those, to be honest. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I beat people at them, not the games. I beat know. Overwatch. We're done here. <laughs> well, I got the basketball in the basket. So for me, I beat Overwatch. But um, I usually just... I mean, I've been playing The Witcher 3 for a year and a half right now, and I'm going to finish that game at some point. <laughs> but... I usually just end up finishing if I buy if I buy a game for full price it's because it's something I care about so I finish it. The games I usually don't finish are shit I'm emulating on my PC or like stuff I want to sell, you know? Yeah. So my my recommendation for you man is play games you care about and you'll finish them. Yeah. I mean even too um I've noticed the more rigid my schedules get, those are actually, like, uh, there's this weird paradox of free time with me, and I feel like I've talked with friends that have the same thing. The more free time you have, like, in your weekly, like, daily, like, day-to-day -day schedule, um, like, you just have this paralysis of choice of, like, I can just play a little bit of this, play a little bit of that, and I'll drop everything. But then it's, like, um, like, a few semesters ago, I just had, like... I, I had the spring semester where I just, like, went to university, went home, did my shit, and then my nighttime, like, for, like, however hours I could spend until the wee hours of the morning before I went to bed and went back to 
you know, classes the next day was just spent playing Pillars of Eternity, and that got me through, like, five weeks of a shitty semester, and, like, I have a fond memory of that game because, like, I just worked it into my schedule, and it was, like, the nice story I could go back to to finish off the day, and I think, like, doing stuff like that helps out, um... I know for me, like, I'm kind of having that with Apocalypse, where it's like, as soon as I'm home from classes, I'll play a bit of Apocalypse and then, like, do homework and stuff, and if, like, eh, I can, uh, like, I can, you know, afford some more playtime, I'll, I'll, like, either, like, read manga or, like, play Apocalypse or something. Weave? I know. Man, Stone Ocean sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it does, isn't it? Doesn't it? But, oh, oh, hey, man, let's not get into the JoJo talks, we'll be here for another four hours. Oh, yeah. But also, it's like I usually like play video games that have a story before going to bed, you know, or while I'm in bed if I have my console on. I'll say, or... like, honestly, it. I've been playing a lot of games like that too, but like, a lot of the games I've been playing this year, it's kind of weird for me. I started getting into those games, like, obviously, I, I play Final Fantasy XIV, so that's an MMO. I've been playing Overwatch, and Apocalypse is the first game I've had in a while where it's like. I wake up and play the game, and that's, like, a good feeling for me, because it's been a while since I've been that into a game, so, you know, this is going to so, be the first one that, like, I, I don't want to stop playing. I think something Zach, Zach actually was talking about with me earlier is, like, as soon as you, like, let go of the, like, the quote-unquote backlog... And stop viewing it as like yeah, don't care it's so liberating. Like... As soon as like you stop caring about like, oh, I need to. This is a list of things I need to go through, and you instead look at it as, oh, I feel like playing this now. Like you'll have so much like, like more. You'll you'll. I think it'll help out with this. Like, yeah. look at it not as like a mass of games you need to get through. Just look at it as like, oh, when the, when I want to, like a good fantasy thing, I'll play Baldur's Gate. Is a thing I've been doing recently. I've been getting into that a little bit, and it's like, I'm not stressing out. Like I haven't played Baldur's Gate in probably a week now, but it's like, I'm not stressing out about it. You know, it's like I'll get around to it when I feel like it. You know, I just play games to play games. Don't play games to finish a checklist. You know, like unless you have to like run a YouTube channel. Yeah, if you're, they're running out of YouTube channel. They're like too fucking big to care about you, man. So they, that they're not. Really no, there's a lot of shit YouTubers. <laughs> yeah, boy. He just call you. He just call you a shit YouTuber. Like, hey, keep that in mind. What? Whoever sent the email? Kachi. Sorry, Itachi. Cat, cat with a K. I know. Itachi. Can't know me. Can't know me. Kachi Uchiha. <laughs> Antimony, what? <laughs> Antimony, why are you being so rude? I know. I love you, man. Not you, Zach. Oh. I fucking hate you. I'm talking oh, about okay. email. No, you know I love you. No. Okay, Maybe thanks not. for the email. There's a police chase. Oh, that's an ambulance. Let's see where it's oh, going. Also, speaking of finishing games. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Antinomi, shut up. There's an ambulance going by. I need to look at it like a. Little oh, child. I hear, it. I hear it. Oh no. Oh no, there's a fire truck. Fuck. Yeah, no, Rosin, quick, go, go report live. They, they... Oh my god, everyone's dead. 
The polytheistic alliance, what? Uh, oh no, Krista. The real uh, answer is someone saw that we were recording the podcast like a ninth time and they were like, fuck no, we need to end this cataclysm fast. Yes. Before it is published. This is the true great cataclysm. Yeah. Uh, speaking of finishing games, I need you all to do something for me, all people listening. If you have Twitter, I want you to add at Kairu 14 and tell him to finish Never 7 every weekend. Please do it. Mm. Good. It's a good one. Yeah. So John says, Hey, Rosin and friends, I want to mention something I've been noticing. Is that the new name of the podcast? <laughs> yeah. Rosin and the Band of the, the Hawk. Hawk. Yes. <laughs> oh. Fuck that Berserk Games localized name. That's the worst. I love it. Berserk is back, and this time he's madder than ever. Oh. Uh, <laughs> anyways. Hey, Rosin and friends. I want to mention something I've been noticing, and that is the years that are so great for games are terrible for movies and vice versa. 2014 is an outstanding example of terrible games and awesome movies. So now, with the terrible summer of movies this year, what do you think will be the status of both mediums this year? On a different note, my favorite games are Thief, The Dark Project, A Link to the Past, and Persona 4 Golden. And then, at the end of the email, in all caps, Final Fantasy XV is going to fucking suck! Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Well, we don't know that yet because the game's not out, so fuck that statement. But beyond that, uh, this year have... has been... This year has been fantastic for video games. Like yeah, it's been the best year for video games. You know, it, it's been the best year for video games since last year. I was about like, to say last year was really strong, and this year's just been yeah. stronger. So Th this year is one of the best I can remember in a long time. For movies, I say you're speaking with an expert right now because I'm I'm technically a movie critic. I'm just not working on it, but I work on movies a lot, and. I have to say, if you think that movies are not good this year, you are looking too much at Hollywood, bro. Look at some European films, like, look at some more indie stuff. This year has been pretty good for that. So, if you really think that movies are doing, like, bad, check out some, like, movie festivals and stuff like that. You'll usually find good stuff that's not that won't be shown to you in a theater. But yeah, that's that's me. Suicide Squad was a masterpiece of cinema. Yes. Sure. Yo, okay, hold on. I want to talk about this. Did you fucking hear that apparently a Suicide Squad novelization just came out? And apparently everyone's like, this is amazing. And I refuse to believe that. Like, that makes me upset. <laughs> wow. Like I mean, Rosin, you realize you you realize Suicide Squad has been around for a long time, right? Well, I know that, but no, but like it's the novelization of the movie. But I mean, like, who's writing it? Because that's kind of all that matters. Know. Stephen King. Yes. <laughs> Stephen King's Suicide Squad. But like, even then, if someone told me Batman v Superman had a really good novelization, I'd be like, "What? How? How do you salvage I that?" I can actually see that though. Oh no, that was unsalvageable, man. I, I mean, think that if you have like someone that knows how to make a movie, you can make a good movie. So. So anyway, check out uh, Antonomi's new Suicide Squad novel on store shelves now. Yeah. Yes. Jared Leto's on the cover. It's hard to miss. Yep. 
Also, there was. Oh, I, I tried to think of a single movie this year that blew me away, and I honestly can't. Think I don't of think it. you've gone to the theater this year. Well, uh, Civil War was earlier this year. Oh yeah, that's honestly, right. I thought well, that I was. I saw funny. a movie. Okay, okay. I, I, I went to the theater like a few times, but mostly like just indie ghetto as theater. But I went to a real theater once with my little brother and my dad to see a movie, Ghostbusters. It's fine. Oh yeah, there's that. <laughs> it was fine. Don't let the internet also just talk you in about what movies we don't know. Go watch the movies yourself too. That's important. But yeah, those are some good favorite games you got there. And, oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll wait and this... see about FF15. Apparently, the combat, according to all the impressions I've seen as of last week, they fixed the combat, which was like the main. One of the two main things that was really pissing me off about that game before it came out, so that's good. Right. Well, look, guys, I'm talking to everyone right now. If Final Fantasy 15 comes out and I don't like it, I will talk about how much I hate it on this podcast, but we gotta wait for it to come out, because you don't know yet. Don't, like, I understand that there were leaks and that a lot of people have general ideas of what's going on, but you need it in context. Like, leaks like that aren't gonna tell you everything about the game, and if you go into the game, like well, it's going to fucking suck, then you're not going to even give it a chance, you know? I, I, I feel like it's one of those things where it's a little bit of everything. <laughs> you know? I just wait and see, man. Just wait and see. Well, well, I, I'm, that's my thing. Though. I'm not, like, interested in FF15. It's just one of those things where as I casually look to the side, I'm like, that doesn't seem... Mm, you know? I've, I've got the $90 deluxe edition already paid off, so I'll let you all know what I think. Oh, I'll, I, I'm, I'm expecting that so, game to actually be very divisive. Because well, I, I mean, I, I'm I, fucking weird with Final Fantasy. So. I think, I oh, think, no shit, really? I, I mean... think there are going to be a lot of people going in that game just to shit on it and hate it, and that's not cool. But I also think there's also people that, like, I've seen so many people comment on, like, like uh various articles that are like oh there's some really bad performance issues and people are just like no there's fucking not this game runs flawlessly it's it got like delayed yeah like and and like i think it's to this point where it's like that game is going to be divisive and i feel like people are going to go into that game with just their opinion and like they're not going to want to change it you know like and to an extent i feel like 13 was kind of well maybe not 13 but like no before it came no, out because 13 was, was like yeah 13 yeah no know, but but so. but the game's post 13 like i feel like a lot of people go into ff games in particular now like wanting to feel a certain way and they'll just you know they won't change their mind on stuff for me 15 like that's every video game though oh yeah, yeah that's, that's true. true ff i think because of like the quality like issues that like a lot of people have with the recent games i think it's kind of amplified in like a kind of toxic way um 15 is that game where just i kept looking at stuff and like man i'm not really that interested and then i got my oh, hands same. on like i got my hands on it and i went from i'm not interested to god this is terrible um and then like it happened so that was the thing though is like episode Duske was like oh that's this doesn't feel good and then platinum demo was like is, mm, no. Yeah, like, it. I actually, I, I'm one of the few people that I, I think, I feel like the Platinum demo was more fun for me than Episode Dusuke was, but I feel like I'm alone in that. Um, but then, like, then the story leaks happened, and I was like, that doesn't sound good at all, and, like, it was just, it's kind of like a, that, and I guess also, too, like, the weird media push before, <laughs> before the game's even out is, 
Like, it's like, I, I would rather the game first and then all that stuff come after, you know, but... Like, yeah, they're, honestly, they're, I'm they're just not interested that. because I see the cast and I don't care about any of the cast. And I know it's, I should I should not care because the, I don't know them yet. But there's been an anime. There's been I don't like their designs either. And I you know can't what's see weird them. actually. So I I will actually play devil's advocate on that. I'm seeing a lot of people that these are the same people that were like, um, oh, I didn't like the combat, but then like this recent like game show, uh, like, demo sold me on it. I'm seeing a lot of people that are like, man, I never gave a fuck about this cast, but then, like, I started to laugh at, like, the little camp scenes that they had in the road trip. And I was like, huh, so maybe there is just more there. It's just they've been terrible at showing off the game. Who knows? I, I will say one other thing about Final Fantasy XV. Can I finish so... the, the thing I was saying? No. Oh, sorry, I thought you did. <laughs> yes, go on. No, I didn't. Just Russin interrupted me. Like, uh, I, But I mean, like, to be honest, you know, that's fair. I mean, as I was saying, I just, the game just doesn't appeal to me at any level. I don't like the, I never liked FF13 art style, like, I never liked, and I, in this one it's basically like, it's very similar when it comes to the way 13, 13 and to some extent 12, like, looks when it comes to art style, and... They it's definitely just that they have get... that consistent style they want to go for. I'd even argue as back as 10. Yeah, I could say 10, yeah. But the thing with it's just like this game doesn't appeal to me at any level. So I'm just going to wait till it's on sale. Like, as a, yeah. probably as a game, it'll be fine. I don't know if it do it as a Final Fantasy game for some people. I don't know if it'll do it as an open world game for some people. Hopefully, I hope the game is good because... I don't want Square, Square to go, I told you so, guys, if the game is bad and, and they just blame people not wanting Final Fantasy or something. It's one so. of those things where I feel like I get the steps they want to go down, and, like, some things, like, idea-wise, some things I really like that they're doing, some things I really don't. Just from what I've seen of the game so far, a lot of it, I'm like, I feel like 15 in a lot of ways is not the sort of way I want the series to go down. I'm still, I'm still honestly not sold on, like, e even if, like, I fear the combat is a lot more fun, I really do wish FF would kind of stray away from the action RPG stuff a bit, like... I mean, but there's, there's the problem of, like, there's different generations of people that think different things yeah. with, on what they want of Final Fantasy. Some people want, so I want it to be like the SNES games again, you know? Yeah. Some are like, I want it to be like 7 and 8. Some people are like, no, man, 10, though. And then there's some fucking weirdos that are like, yo, no, more 13, you know? But it's like some people people want different things out of, out of this game and some people are gonna get it and some people sadly are not going to get what they're looking for in this game yeah i say try to shut shit as a game that's individual from final fantasy and then put it on final fantasy after thinking out it as an individual that's like i usually want to deal with some games especially with this one it's trying to do like its own thing you know but here's my thing though too is they're kind of straight up like we kind of wanted it to be like a little bit more of a grounded kingdom hearts i kind of just wish they ripped off kingdom hearts for <laughs> like straight up yeah combat system doesn't look good man but yeah that's that's mostly what i mean is like i would be fine with it being an action rpg but like between type zero like what i played of lightning returns and like the demos of 15, like, I don't like their approach to action RPG combat, I guess. 
Like, I feel like other companies do it better than they do. Even I, I have, like, a friend who enjoys gaming casually, and, like, there's a funny story of us, like, he he and another friend, again, enjoy gaming casually, they play Final Fantasy X because I recommend it to them, and, like, every time we, well, we don't do this anymore because I'm married now, hey, but every time we used to go to, like, a fucking club or something, and we were, like, really drunk in the car, we would put, like, the hymn of the fate, you know? And she'll sing the hymn of the fate instead of instead of like some random top forty song as we were going there, but um, as I was like saying, experience. yeah. But as I was saying, like this guy, he played the free demo, the platinum demo that came, and he's like, yeah, I mean, the combat fucking sucks, man. And like that guy doesn't fucking care about combat in video games, and even he's like, yeah, yeah. Man. Like I, I think they maybe should scale back a little bit and just nail the feel first before they, like, get into, like, the weird warp systems and, like... I mean, even the combat is, like, hold down the one button to do the attacks and hold down the other to do the dodges, and, like, there's, like, a weird flow, like, ebb and flow there that, like, I never really felt like... It was one of those things where when I played those demos, I'm like, I'm not sure if I'm doing this right, but I'm not sure if the game is sure if I'm doing it right either, you know? <laughs> and, like, um... This is something, too, that I've actually heard got better with the recent iterations of the game. Those two demos, it doesn't really feel like you're controlling a character. It feels like you're like you're pointing a person in a direction and they're following It feels you. like Noctus is a car. Yeah, like, Noctus doesn't feel like you're, like, one-to-one -one direct control of the character. It feels like you're guiding someone along. And, like, that was kind of interesting, but also for, like, a for like an action RPG thing, you kind of don't want that, you know? Um, I don't know. I'm not gonna buy it day one just because I'm not sold. I hope the game turns out well, but, like, I kind of am actually more excited for whatever FF16 is gonna be than, like, what I've seen of 15 so far. With that said, you shouldn't really end an email saying, Final Fantasy 15 is gonna fucking suck. Don't go away with that attitude. You could go with it with, like, I think it's probably gonna be bad, you know? Yeah, that's like... where I'm at. <laughs> but... Uh... People should just wait and see what the game is actually like when it comes out. But you were, you were you're quiet. quiet. It's fine. Whatever. I didn't. Whatever. <laughs> um, the main thing I wanted to say before was um, Kingslave is out. So if you want to get a taste of what like the tone of that game might be, give Kingslave a watch. Which is that the pacing is really bad in the first half, and it's not the best movie. But like, I found it to be pretty enjoyable overall, and like the. Kingsglaive as a movie got me more excited for 15 than either of the demos did, so. So maybe give that a watch and see if you might be interested. If you're interested in... Don't watch Motherhood, that shit sucks. If you're interested in who, in which critic didn't give Kingsfield a 1 and why it has like a 6% if Rotten Tomatoes instead of a 1%, it's because of sucks from you. Hey, Kingsglaive is really good. I'm Like, I really enjoyed it. It's got a lot of problems with its pacing in the first half, but the movie overall, I, I liked the setting and the themes and the characters and the action, so... Okay. Good, good stuff. I mean, I haven't seen it, I'm just being a shit right now, but it's okay. Yeah, you, Antinomi? Well. Really? <laughs> I mean, come on. I'm, I'm just Fuck pure off. love. Like... Fucking move on to the next email, Rosas. Final Fantasy 15 is going to suck. I know, okay, the true thing about this podcast episode is like, we, you can tell that me and Zach have been talking more since the last one. It's right. <laughs> A lot more. <laughs> like, uh, 
Yeah, I wonder if that's actually going to come through or not. I think with that last sentence, it may be, but it's fine. Anyways, character development off-screen. It's an amazing mm. thing, folks. Anyways, thanks for the email, John. This one is from Leviter Lavato Levito. Hi, baby, I love you. Levito says... Hello, Finally Podcast crew. With Persona 5 being the first SMT game on a console in many years, do you think something like SMT 5 might make its way to PS4 rather than 3DS? I ask this because P5 looks like it's the new title where future Megaton games put uh, pull their assets from, uh, as in, like, the demons and, like, stuff like that. Thanks, Levito. Excuse me, first of all, you call Persona an SMT game? It's barely even a oh, real God game, man. No, we're doing... <laughs> Come I on! Mean, hold on. Are we not counting Tokyo Mirage Sessions? There's no, no demons in that video game. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, to actually, like, yeah, I hope so. Like, that's my. I hope so. Yeah, same. Like, uh, I honestly think if, if that's what they want to do, you know, they want to make the assets to then have SMT on a console. Yeah, I, I kind of... They wouldn't be making demons if it weren't for that. Yeah. But I... Also, like, one of the main things that gets me excited about that, too, is that, like, they're not just taking the ones that were in Nocturne through Persona 4 again. They're doing a lot of the ones that have so far only been 2D only. Yeah. And that gets me more excited about, like, the next wave of console megatons will not just be rehashing the PS2 ones in terms of the demons used. That's pretty cool. Like, and again... <laughs> This guy, this one still see, but if fucking Asterius, Shadow Labrys's persona is in there as a persona, anything is game, you know, like. Uh, but honestly, like think about it, the game is gonna have a, ne a negotiation system. Like, why is that in there? Maybe because they wanna they want to build the negotiation system for, for the other consoles, games. Yeah. Yeah. The only so. one thing is like. In terms of, and maybe to be honest, part of this might be because we do have more of a Mega Ten fan base in the West now. Like those games are consistently selling great here. Like yeah. um, the like you know years ago, I would have said maybe not because like it's very obvious that Mega Ten's home for a while now for stuff that wasn't Persona was on handhelds, and like that's where they sold. And like you know Japan's console markets aren't what they used to be. Um, but I think, like, they, they, maybe they can just justify it now with, like, you know, the West being a thing, like, hey, we can make a console SMT5 and, like, we'll do okay, you know? Um, There's also something to be said about, like, we don't know what the 3DS's future is going to be like after the NX comes out, whatever that ends up being, so... I just know? thought about it, but, like, I could totally see an SMT5, like, NX thing PS4. for, like... Like, NX PS4, like, because... I mean, Dragon Quest Eleven, I think, is kind of on the ground for that, where it's like we have the 3DS version, the PS4 version, and the NX version. And I could, I could definitely see a thing for RPGs being like... Because if the, you know, the whole shit with the NX, is, that's like all but confirmed because of all the rumors and shit of like the console handheld hybrid, I can see a lot of like 3DS properties kind of making that jump from handheld to console maybe through the nx and it's like hey well we have the nx version of this why not put I mean, it on ps4 you know they've confirmed that pokemon is moving to the nx so yeah i mean like i i, I can imagine even like the third brain... once pokemon 2 gets released on the nx you know we'll see i've, I've been waiting all these years for pokemon 2 i just you, you know, know 
When are they going to make it? Everyone tweet at Nintendo. When are you going to give us Pokemon 2? <laughs> and it now needs, this is a thing. <laughs> it needs to happen. And put hashtag Pokemon Gate don't. Oh, but, no. No, don't do that. No, don't tweet at Nintendo anything. They have a lot of problems already. JRPGs have been very handheld oriented in recent years. And like, spe you know, specifically Nintendo gets like a lot of them. I could see a lot of those IPs maybe hopefully making a console jump through the NX and that'd be kind of rad. Yeah, that's really like, I've got my fingers crossed, you know? We'll see. Like, I'd, I'd love to see Bravely default the third one of those or whatever, like, as a console game too. I'd be more interested, not gonna lie. Um, I mean, like, Dragon Quest is coming back to consoles through it. Um, if Pokemon... If... if if the NX makes it so that the next, like, canon Pokemon games are console games, that's huge, you know? Yeah. So. Man, it's, it is a good idea, and I really hope they don't fuck up the execution because it's Nintendo and you never know. Um, but, like, I will say, like, I, I think I said this, like, a podcast or two ago. One of my favorite things about having a Wii U is it's just, like, I want to play Mario 3D World. Oh, I'm just going to play it on, in my bed, snuggled up with the Wii U gamepad, and I just play it like it's a handheld game. That's been fucking amazing. I love that. And just, like, to have a whole console based around that, just to me, is brilliant. So, because that's the, the, like, that's the one thing I really love about the Wii U. Uh, uh, like, the rest of that system, I could... I can't wait for Nintendo to announce that the games only run on UMD devices. <sighs> like... <laughs> They'll fuck it up somehow. Oh, so no, here's what's gonna be. You're gonna get in there, you're gonna log in, and it's like, yeah, okay, you can log in. If you want to add someone as a friend, you have to give them your friend code, even though you have an account, you know, oh. or something like that. Can I say something real quick, actually? So I recently obtained a new 3DS. That transfer was not as bad as I expected it to be. I'm still upset I can't just log into Rosin Bran and just download everything that I bought on the account. Oh wait, no, there is no account because Nintendo's like fucking cavemen for some reason when it comes to internet system architecture. Like, why would you do that? Oh my god, it's so stupid. No, but just play me Tomo though. <sighs> Oh, I hope they make me Tomo the main interface, and that's how they ruin it, you know? <laughs> I can't... That's the other, does, does anyone give a shit about Miis anymore? No, it's... Oh, uh, no, I think Miis are, like, the, the most accurate representation of someone's true self. But I'll tell that, no. I made that better once, hey -o. I think my I think my me on 3DS that I made is actually, like... Because, like, I think you set, like, a primary me for all, like, little weird minigame shit that I've never touched since, like, 2013. I think that me is Gandalf. I'm not no, sure. My, my default me is a creepy, is a creepy old dude. Like, so, so, Gandalf. did you make your greeting, you shall not pass? Yes, actually, I'm pretty sure, because I'm Oh my god, asshole. fuck. I know. No, no, that was good. No. Man, okay, no, okay, let me tell you all, I'm gonna give you all some background story. Everyone oh, here we Rassen. go. Let's, let's let's settle down. Everyone always shit on Rasen until fucking Zack comes in and he's like, "No, keep going." And he's like, "What are you doing? Stop going against the status quo, man. Holy shit." Thanks, uh, my divine power. Oh, is that, is that your god slayer? Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, oh. wait, am I his god slayer or is he my god slayer? I this was calling you Krishna, but whatever. 
You got some fan fiction to write now. Anyways, thanks, Levito. <laughs> Wait, hold on, though. Rosin, your current Twitter thing. Am I the Godslayer? Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no. Antinomi, oh, what have you done? Fuck. Oh, boy. This is kind of now. Thanks, Levito. Hey, everyone. Who listen to the Levito podcast. It's called Let's Think FM. They do general JRPC. <laughs> I, was about to, I was about to say, Levito did not make a podcast called the Levito Podcast. <laughs> 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 I can't wait for the next episode of the Levito. Yo, okay, okay, okay. The Levito podcast will be great, man. He's just Levito talking with himself. <laughs> just talking to himself. Yeah, he just, like, has a bunch of different audacity streams he, like, makes. It would be... If you guys, do you guys know about that Buffy the Vamp? Fire Slayer fan site that's just one dude who made a private forum to talk with himself. Yeah. You mean my fan site? Oh. Yes. No, like there. Well, you they're... would like Buffy the Vampire Slayer saga. Fuck that's a off, Antonomi. Buffy is that's awesome. That's a Zach show. <laughs> that's oh, such I hate a... you both. <laughs> uh, no, but okay. For anyone who's like confused, is what the fuck I'm talking about? There's a site out there somewhere from like the early 2000s where a dude made a private forum that like. It, it, like, the, the viewing the forum isn't private, but, like, if you try to, like, sign up for it, you just won't get anything back. Like, there's you have to be verified, and it will never verify you. And it's just one dude who made, like, a whole Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan forum, and he just talks to himself on there. It probably isn't active anymore, but, like, it was, like, this thing that he just made for people to discover and get creeped out by, and it's fucking <laughs> great. That, that, that forum and the DC Eclipse forums are the ones that are like, yes, I love all of them. Is that, is the latter one the one where there's a thread about people thinking Digimon are real? Yes, yes, okay. yes. The, the whole forum is dedicated to people thinking Digimons are real and trying to contact them. <laughs> Yeah, so at some point they did something like called the transfer or some shit in which like everyone at the same time closed their eyes in front of their computer trying to communicate oh with their Digimon and someone then wrote like, yes, I almost saw my Sidramon, you know? Oh. That's Fuck this, but then some people go in just to make fun of them and say stuff like, Yo, stop messing with the gates, kids. This is gonna end up bad, you know? Oh. <laughs> uh. um, Thanks, Levito. Everyone go listen to Aslink FM. Yeah, it's a really good podcast with really nice people. So this next email is from Hippolyon. And uh, he says, Hi, friendos. I have come to save the day by increasing the number of questions you get to answer by one. Thank you. I'll just get right to it and ask, if you could choose any one game slash series you've played to get a sequel slash new entry, what would you want? Alternatively, if you could have a game similar to the one you enjoyed but not a true sequel, what would you pick and how would you like it to be uh, to be changed? Please don't say a series that are already likely to continue, also don't say SMT because it's too obvious. Um, you said he'd like... I've got one right off the gate. Okay, I'm not done with the email, Zachy. Oh, sorry, he says, so uh, excited. <laughs> No, you're not. Uh, he says, I would want a game that plays like Metal Gear Rising because I love that game's parry mechanic and blade mode. Um, maybe Nier? <laughs> no, not not really, but like Nier... What? Nier, Nier, no, Nier Automata. Oh, like, you want another Nier fucker? Like, haven't you seen the news, you know? Like... No, 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 like, uh, like, he's saying he wants another game like Metal Gear Rising. Cause, like... No, I don't think, I don't think Nier feels that void. Like I, I, the the one thing is not there's no parry I don't think and there's no like blade mode mechanic but like the way that lady slashes, is super riding. Mm. But like other than that, not really. But like, yeah, 
I, I like yeah. another Metal Gear Rising style game, but that's not my answer. But Zach, you're you're just on the edge there, of your seat here. So there's so many things I could say, like Silent Hill. Could say Silent Hill. Oh, could say yeah. Could say Castlevania. Could say a lot of those. But <laughs> any Konami IP. <laughs> The, the, any Konami IP, Zone but there's been, like, movement with those. So the one I will say, and again, like, up until, like, not too long ago, for, like, ten years I would have said Oddworld, but that's finally moving forward. So the one I'm going to say, I would kill for an, a good dot .hack game. Oh, you have the PSP crossover fighting game. Well, I mean, that's not a thing, but... Ugh. <laughs> No, but, like, even, like, okay, so, like, the dot .hack game that didn't come out here, dot .hack link, that wasn't very good. But, like, I would kill for, like... That was an obvious cash-in, too. I would kill for a good dot .hack game that, like, takes the ideas of the original four and modernizes it and makes, like, a really awesome new RPG with that kind of setting and continues, like, the themes of that game. And uh, specifically the original ones, so I want, like... That that would be my dream game right now, like a good modern dot hack game. Some more IMOC instead of uh, GU. Yeah, cause like GU was great, but it GU was like the start of it going kind of like shown in anime. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so like, I love GU, but I would I would love a a more IMAC like themed game with better gameplay and like modernized and stuff. And on like. My favorite dot .hack thing is the anime sign, but, like, that was never a game. So, like, if they could get a little bit of, like, the character depth from sign and the philosophy and interesting, like, really, like, man, I just, I want a good dot .hack game. That series had so much potential. Um, <laughs> it just got so bad. The one that kind of comes to mind right away is I'd like a new Paper Mario game that's not whatever the fuck they're trying to make it to be. Because they keep saying, well, Mario and Luigi is our new Mario RPG series, and it doesn't make sense to have two. But fuck you, the Mario and Luigi games have never been as good as the Paper Mario games. So, whatever, Nintendo. Um, the... Oh, why do these color splash looks fine? Yeah, but, like, it's not... It has the dancing pig, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um... That pig is a treasure. There's that, yeah. Like, fuck that system, though. Just, like, the idea. Like, I know it can be executed, like, better than what Sticker Star was, but it's, like, just make an old RPG like you did for the first two games. Uh, but, uh, the only other thing I could think of that comes to mind, I really want a new Legend of Dragoon whatever. It doesn't need to happen, but I'd like it. Did I cut out? No, we heard you. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry you can't appreciate true art. <laughs> no, man. Hey, I love Legend of Dragoon back in the day, but no, I, I mean, keep dreaming. <laughs> what, well, what they need to do, because Final Fantasy VII was being remade, I, and I kept saying, what they need to do one of these E3s is just copy shot for shot and almost do the exact same narration of the FF7 remake trailer, but with the fucking Legend of Dragoon cast. Yes, and everyone says, what? Because yeah. because Legend of Dragoon is the most FFPS1 era cash in JRPG ever made. I say make a prequel to it with its soundtrack entirely composed of acoustic guitar songs. Yo, you could totally do a prequel of Legend of Dragoon, and that's what's sad. There's enough story there. 
right, but let let let's let's back down here. We all know the game that truly deserves a new sequel is uh fucking Croc Three. Am I right? Where's Croc Three? Fuck you! I'd buy that. I love Where's the Croc Three? I love the Croc games. I know. No, you're all wrong. They we need that X Four already. No, see, so because here's the thing okay. about Gex though, like that character doesn't hold up at all. Croc does. Because That's the point. Like, Croc does. Okay. I want Dex to drop out of a building and say, yeah, yeah, baby, and he's like... Okay, no, here's the thing, I'm totally... If Gex 4 happens, Gex is the same as he was in the 90s, and it's played as a joke, that would be amazing. Yes, that's that's what I want of Luke Nukem Forever. I wanted yeah. Luke Nukem Forever to be that. garbage. And I, I wanted to everyone to look at Luke Nukem and be like, what the fuck is this loser talking about? Yeah, yeah. if the joke is he's he's still the same person and it's lame and dumb that's amazing yes that's that man you guys should play the new Doom. or if you want to ruin it instead of talking about tv shows he talks about memes but whatever the okay so one thing i will i want to say about croc 3 so in the croc 1 for playstation 1 tm manual they make a reference to uh, the uh, the year of the egg timer as being a uh, an event that the Gabos of the island celebrated, and Spyro Three, another very famous and very excellent PS One platforming title, was called Spyro Three: Year of the Dragonfly. Yeah. So I think what they could do is make Croc Three: Year of the Egg Timer. And think that you're onto something. I am. <laughs> Please fund my Kickstarter. Anyways, um. So here's the thing, though. There was a level in Croc One called License to Chill. Fuck, you're right. Good. Think, think about that, Internet. <laughs> Wake up, sheeple. You're my god slayer now. <laughs> um, <laughs> How do you feel? Let's talk about the hot controversial topic. How do you feel about Croc talking in Croc 2? Oh, that was weird, man. I, I don't I, know. The only I'm thing... so not part of this conversation. The only... Welcome to the Croc podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the Croc cast. So, you know what always bothered me about Croc 2? <laughs> yeah, let's go. Okay. So, there's all the fucking lifesavers around. And, like, why is, an al- why is a crocodile eating lifesavers, you know? Also, who were Croc's parents? Why did this fucking crocodile, like, just like little baby Moses, wash ashore on an island full of these furry little creatures? Uh, the, I mean, these are questions we need to answer. What are the names of the little enemy things again? I don't fucking the fuck is either. Croc even? Croc is a crocodile. I don't want to know. Croc that was a is a crocodile. I wasn't expecting Croc an is a crocodile that was abandoned by his parents. And then adopted by a furry race of creatures on an island. They're peaceful, simple folk. They're called the Gabos. This this is all lore from Citation Croc One, The Legend of the Gabos. Um, and then these little green troll things come along and steal all the Gabos, and Croc has to rescue them. And for some reason, he has a backpack. And then you play a swimming level, and you're like, "Oh fuck this game!" But they're they're fun. <laughs> I mean, I I don't. They probably won't hold up. But man, I love. I Croc replayed games. Croc One not too long ago. It was really. It was not the worst, but it's no okay. Mario sixty four. <laughs> like wow. it, it's it didn't hold up, but it held up better than I thought it would. If that makes sense, those swimming levels are just garbage, though. Like unplayable. But oh, the boss fights were actually better than I thought they would be too. Like it's obviously like dumb and for a kids game, but like the final boss was actually a little bit more involved than I remember it being. 
those are this is a fun fun little game. Everyone, uh, make sure you play both Croc games before the next podcast. Yeah, that's your homework. It's going to be an exclusively Croc themed podcast. Croc was my childhood. It was part of my childhood. Yeah. It was no Spyro, but Croc was always there for me. I'm so, I liked Spyro one, and that's it. What? No, I'm weird. What the fuck is wrong with you? I was a weird. Oh kid. wow! Now you go in when when Zach says I like FF thirteen a lot. You go okay, but when he says oh Spiral one. Spiral Spiral one is like a nine on ten game, but like okay, Spiral so two and kid, three. Here's my kid mind, right? So here my I started up Spiral two. Problem number one: I'm not rescuing dragons trapped in things anymore. Garbage game. Problem number two. I don't want to play as any character other than Spyro. I'm done with this. I don't know why, but that was that was what I had. That was my reaction as a kid. The friends are like the best part. Why it's better? I, I hated it. I I don't know why. You play I'm as sure a penguin. Okay. You play so as you a penguin with a jetpack and a monkey that makes it into a rail shooter. I don't. I okay. can't explain that, it. I'm just so you funny. hate you hate Spyro's friends, but think Sonic friends are fine. I see how it is. Hey man, I'm just. This is this was my child. I, I can't explain it. Did you not rescue dragons in two and three actually? Uh, I don't oh know. no, you you rescued the egg still. But yeah, the, you're right. The crystal dragon things were only man. Those things looked cool. Yeah, and <laughs> I honestly like I I can't tell you why that was such an issue for me. But I was literally like, I'm not doing the same thing I was in the first game. Fuck this. You know what I will <laughs> say though. One thing one did that the other I was kind of sad the others didn't. So in two and three you have the dedicated boss level. I really liked how boss fights were handled in one. Mm. Man, that fucking scarecrow like reaper thing <laughs> that was the boss of the first thing that yeah. scared the shit out of me as a kid. I don't know why because it was just three sheep on stilts, but like it was a weird grim reaper thing and I was like young so. <laughs> Spyro the Dragon. Spyro the Dragon is good. I have a copy of Enter the Dragonfly. Crash Bandicoot. Uh, I don't like Crash, but... Crash Bandicoot. That's not true. I liked Crash too, but like I never could get into those games too much. Oh, they're good. They're, they're, well, I they're like, fun. I like Crash 1 a lot, and I think Crash 2 is fun. I never really liked 3. Ah, oh, 3 is the best one, though. Mm. What the fuck are we doing? This is... Thank you for listening to the 90s platformer segment. Um, I love how we talk about all the relevant mascots, like Crash, Gex, Croc, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, I like to believe that there are, like, uh, platformers, like, mascot parties, you know? Fuck and, like it. Fuck Dogda, I'm changing my Twitter avatar to a Gabo. Okay. Yeah, that... You know what, man? That fits you. And I like to wow, thanks. <laughs> in the mascot platformer parties, we have like Mario and like even so. I will put Sonic there too. Sonic is in like the one where like all the co cool people hang out, so Sonic is the least this cool. Sounds man. like what a fucking fuck? like college humor skit, man. Yo, Gabo okay. fan art is fucking weird. <laughs> I had I had something. I had a show going, but I'm gonna stop it right now. It was gonna end up with Gex and Box and Bobsy being like best friends or something, but hey. I'm just looking at Croc fan art. Anyways, um, let's move on before this gets worse. No, okay, I I never answer the question. Oh, okay, carry on. <laughs> I said Gex, but if you think that Gex four is my actual answer, there's something wrong with you. Okay, <laughs> to keep it short. There's like two exam there's two things I want. The one I really, really, really want is 
I want Vampire the Masquerade something again because man Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines is like the best western RPG ever made I love it it's amazing it plays like shit but that's what western RPGs do so it's fine yeah you should all play it um and I I re I'm afraid that if there's ever a game like that again it's not going to be the same as Bloodlines probably but I don't know. I want I want at least a shot at it. I want another good vampire RPG. And the other one I kind of want, and like if that one was kind of scared, this one is like, like I would like another title in the Infinity series because Zero Escape is technically better Infinity series, but I like that dumb universe a lot. So I would like to see a like forever. 47, you know, or something like that. But hey, if you like visual novels, you should read Ever 17 and Remember 11. They're good visual novels. So hey, that, that that's my plug right there. Okay. Are we good now? I didn't want to break that one because, you know, we're doing the same thing twice. Anyway. <laughs> Thanks. For the email, I can't. I can't look at your name right now because I'm saving a image of a. Uh... It's it's Hypolion. He okay. he's on Twitter from time to time. Okay. Th thanks because I I can't see your name because I'm saving an image of King Rufus the Gobble to my desktop. <laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> this one's from a uh, Lick McDick who um. Yes. He's also the person who is like, yo, you should check out VR porn. So, thanks. <laughs> I'm not sold. <laughs> but, uh, uh, he says, hey guys, I'm really into music and wanted to ask what was the last game you played that had a great soundtrack, or what game was your favorite soundtrack, and how did it affect your opinion on the game? Also, is there a game that has such a bad soundtrack that it negatively impacted your opinion of the game as a whole? Sonic the whatever like what's the name of the RPG? The Dark Brotherhood. Yes, okay. If you uh, if you have a fetish like I have for like bad video game soundtracks, go listen to that game soundtrack because holy shit, like So that's I've, so... I've got a I've got a related answer that's completely different though. Okay. So like we all know that Sonic the Hedgehog four episode two is not a very good game. But like, I don't I, know, man. You said it was awesome, but continue. Ah, fuck off. I might have been able to stand it if the soundtrack wasn't garbage. But like, there, there's something about the soundtrack of Sonic Four Episode Two that like it's trying so hard to be like the Genesis soundtrack, but it just sounds like obnoxious noise. I hate that soundtrack so much. But that's like one that negatively impacted me. As far as good music, like I'm playing through Dragon Guard Three right now, and it's fucking amazing music. Um. That composer does good shit. Yeah. Uh, obviously, like, a lot of the SMTs have really amazing music, you know? I'm gonna say Doom 2016, like, half that game's, like, that fucking soundtrack is, like, it just works so well with everything. It adds so much to the experience. Well, the original Silent Hill games have amazing music. Yeah. The last great game I played that had amazing music 
Hey, sorry to ring it back, but hey, Umineko music is pretty good. Okay, uh, so I wasn't counting that, but if we're counting Umineko music, that's actually like some of my favorite music of all time, so... Like, <laughs> that's that's a good soundtrack right there. So like, okay. I listened to nothing but Umineko soundtrack for like two years straight, so... <laughs> Let's see, but uh, bad music though. But, yeah, okay, but, and also like if I have to give like a shout out to like good video game soundtracks, Beyond Good and Evil, amazing, KOF 96, it's the best fighting game soundtrack ever, and No More Heroes 1 and 2, great soundtracks, yeah. so hey. It's almost like we named the podcast after a song title from No More Heroes. Yes, Subuta 2. Yep. <laughs> um... Philistine. Heavenly star. <laughs> oh my fuck that song, but it's so good. <laughs> it's not in the PS3 version. Anyway. Reaper, Reaper, that's what Right, right, right? That's the yeah. best one, man. Uh, um Uh in terms of I don't think I answered for bad. Um I don't I don't know if a bad soundtrack has ever killed my opinion of a game because like if the soundtrack or like like, if the audio is bad on a game, I just turn the music off and listen to a podcast, I think. So, like, that usually doesn't ruin it for me, but, like, I'm I'm trying to think of something that stood out to me as, like, bad, and I, I'm struggling. Uh, hmm. The, the only thing I could think of is, like, Countdown Vampires for the PS1. <laughs> Man, fuck that stream. Fuck you forever. <laughs> Because that game is just too fucking loud. And it's <laughs> bizarre. Fuck Countdown Vampires. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No, don't even say what song is this. No. If you know, you know. You know. This is a real video game song. <laughs> oh boy. I can feel it empowering me. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. yeah my, that... my answer for bad music is definitely Sonic 4 Episode 2. If you haven't heard anything from that, go listen to like, I think it's like Act 2 of like the Junkyard Desert. It's fucking garbage. It gives me a headache. Uh, Shouts to other bad Sonic music, King of the Ring. Forever the worst Sonic song. Oh. Exclusive to the arcade version of Sonic for some reason. Yes. Uh, Anyways, thanks for the email. I don't want to say your name again. Anyways. Dick my dick. Yes. Yes. Um, so uh, Kachi says, uh, again, back at it with the second email, and he says, Why does Rosin hate Super Robot Wars? The simple answer is because those games aren't fun. Yes, because those games are fucking terrible, that's why. Like, it's like, oh, look at the cool attacks they do. Oh, this strategy RPG is fucking garbage. <laughs> so. That game is meant for you to watch the cutscenes on YouTube, and that's Yeah, it. honestly. Like, it, they just don't play good, like, at all. And, like, I've played, like, three, and, like, on separate occasions, and they're just not fun. And also, too, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, look at these cool attack animations. Oh. Here's yep. the fifth time. Here's the twentieth yep. time, and then you just start skipping them. But then you're just left with a like a strategy RPG where you're using cool characters, but like they like you're just it's not fun. 
Like, why not just play FF Tactics or something? I don't know. With that said, that is scene in which Simon is teaching Shinji how to be a man, it's pretty fucking fantastic. But hey. They, they do cool little character stuff like that, but like. So does, like, Project Cross Zone. Oh. You know? <laughs> like. Oh no, Streak is showing the call now. Oh, oh no. no. We'll have him on one day. But yeah, that's why I don't like Super Robot Wars, just because they're not fun. They're about games, that's why. Yeah. This one is uh, from Giorgio. I think, I think I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, and he says, hi, Roz and Zach, and eventual guests. Hello. Oh. Oh, okay, so in the email he says, My name's Giorgio. If you have troubles with the pronunciation, just say Jojo. That's close enough. Okay, this is fine. Uh, and I'm a fond listener of your podcast, writing to you from Italy. Damn. Yeah, okay, that's Woo. cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this next episode in the SMT4 Apocalypse discussion that's probably going to be in it. Oh, you're in a good time. Anyways. Hope you, hope you enjoyed it, and it's kind of awkward start. <laughs> well, that's no, your, that's, that was that's, perfect. That's all on you. Yeah, okay. honestly, it's all on you, Zach. Okay, I will accept this sin upon me. Good boy. You're gonna carry a weight. Oh. Since that will be my way of vicariously enjoying the game while we wait for its release here in Europe, I'm sad. Hey, at least it's coming out 2016, though, isn't it? For Europe? Th that's the current trajectory, and I mean, like, I, I said this on Twitter, like, I don't blame them if they don't believe that, but, like, hopefully it doesn't get delayed for them. It's fucked up how Apocalypse really is coming out that... before SMT4. <laughs> like, I really want that game to come out soon, but the little devil inside of me wants that game to come out in 2020, you know? But, hey. Now, hopefully they get that game immediately. Oh. Oh, this is what I read ahead. Um, this is actually interesting. Um... Since we were just talking about this yesterday, personally. Um, my question comes from the fact that I've been playing some Final Fantasy VIII lately, and I totally agree with Zach, it's an awesome game. Despite its occasional clunkiness and the awkward pseudo-Lynchian plot twists, which I found somewhat fascinating, I have to say, uh, one thing I particularly enjoy uh, in that game is its anti-grinding feature. Enemies grow levels with the players and become more and more hard to beat as a result. I think it can be a clever design choice if used well. So I just wanted to ask you, what would you guys think if a similar anti-grinding feature was resurrected and started to be a more common occurrence in other JRPGs too? Could it be a way to challenge players to use their brains to work out certain situations and be creative with their characters instead of just slaughtering enemies en masse? Granted, Megaton games do that without having to resort to anti-grinding, but there's somewhat of an exception. Or is grinding what we sometimes really want from JRPGs deep down? That's all for now, and thanks a lot for your awesome podcast and keep up the good work. This is a really good email. Um, yeah, it's pretty like, cool. man, I like awesome. the words that he uses. He speaks smart. Yeah. Man, you're <laughs> awesome. I love you. <laughs> um... Yes, I loved that in 8, and, like, it's been done in a few other games, but I would definitely like to see it done more, especially in turn-based games. It's, it's The kind problem of with how it's done in 8 is that it kind of encourages you to just not fight instead. So here's no, my... But, like, no, you should still fight. It just encourages you to, like, not try to get overpowered. Here's my thing. So I was listening to a podcast just this morning that came... Well, it actually came out yesterday. It's the uh, TOVG podcast, and if you're familiar with Super Bunny Hop, uh, oh yeah, that's a good podcast. That's his podcast, and uh, they they had a guest on recently. Also, is another cool YouTube lady. She covers uh, DOS games, uh, uh, pushing up roses. If you've ever heard of her, she's she's cool. Go sub to her. Um, 
she's been playing through FF8 recently and she was talking about it on the podcast and she's like, man, my thing with it though is I just realized it was more beneficial like for me because apparently um, apparently the enemies in that game don't scale with the party's levels. They scale with Squall's levels. So apparently what she's been doing is she's just been killing off Squall and having the rest of the party do the work and apparently like she's just steamrolling through okay, the game that here, way. Here's my thing about this, right? Like, the game isn't so hard that you need to do that, so why are you bothering? That honestly sounds like you're trying to game the system in a way that's not required. The game's more fun if you just play it naturally. I don't know, though, because, like, part of my thing that I find fun with RPGs is breaking the game, though. That's I mean, I, I guess, me. but, like, if, if you say that and, like, I, I don't know, like, it's just weird to me. Because, like, Final Fantasy VIII can be broken if you want it to, but, like... I feel like when you're going out of your way to try to game the system they implemented, you should probably just give their system an actual shot first, though. I think a problem does be said, though, with... And I think, like, that system, I think, is maybe not explained the best, and also is, in a way, kind of presented in an off-putting way that I think there's something to be said where a lot of people would rather break it. Because I mean, I, I guess, but I just feel my, like... My problem with, honestly, yeah, my problem with that system is that it just encourages you to run away. Yeah, be, like, because... I, I don't feel it does, because you still want to get magic. And but why make, like, stuff. why make the game harder? Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like most people would say, oh, well, the lower level I am, the easier the game is, so why wouldn't I do that? Well, I get, do you want the game to be super easy, but also you don't have cool things? Because that's the payoff. The game no, but you get cool things cool. anyway if you don't level up. Uh, I mean... With the draw system, you can get a shit ton of cool I, I, things. I guess, I guess my up. thing is, I don't think there's much punishment for not leveling up. Whereas in other RPGs... You're not encouraged to level up in FF8. That's the problem. Yeah, because yeah. what I'd say actually is... What they should have done probably is, hey, if you're not leveling up, there maybe make it so that enemies... Like... like Okay, Maybe I, do it I, in a way where, like, the enemies will always have, like, a, a level floor, and then they'll scale up. No, my thing also is because the way the stat system works in that game, you don't really gain most of your stats by leveling up. You get it by using the draw system. So okay, that's... So okay, I, go on. I, I will say, like, my sister was playing through Final Fantasy VIII, and she didn't level up a lot, and she did get stuck. So I, I think maybe it's not as extreme as you guys are making it sound. It, you still do need to level up a bit if you want to be able to stand a good chance against some of the later bosses. It's just that... No, but there, by the time you're at the later bosses, you just level up because you level... That, that's at that point, it's beneficial to level up, though. Right, but what I'm saying is that, like, saying that it encourages you to run away from every encounter, I don't think it does that. I think it's just there to stop you from getting overpowered. So basically, it's basically just there that if you do grind, it still tries to provide you a challenge is all they were going for. I think my thing is I feel like that's antithetical for the reason people want to grind, though, and I feel like that kind of punishes grinding in a way that I don't like because I feel like also, too, a large incentive for people who grind is they want to get overpowered to make things easier. So I do think that is kind of... Like, I get why they would do that, but I also feel like a lot of people who grind wouldn't want that, if that makes sense. I, I like the system. Yeah, I, I just don't really think it was well used. I think it was a cool idea. Yeah, I don't, I don't like Ace Combat at all. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I, 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 okay. I, I didn't... To give, my, 
like, to eat my hot take on Final Fantasy VIII, I think the first disc is pretty fantastic. I enjoy it a lot. People don't understand how to use the draw system and don't realize that that system is one of the best Final Fantasy systems ever made. Um, I'm curious, why would you say that, actually? Because I, I personally just didn't... I couldn't stand it. I would rather just be... I like, love the draw system so much. Because, it's so unique and fun. Yeah, and it lets you customize your character super well, and you don't have to draw 100 for every character in one encounter. Just draw one time with each character, and you'll get the 100, like, fast. And if you want to draw the 100 cards or whatever for, like, each encounter... It only takes you like three minutes, and it's how many characters? Like, how many party members well, like, are there? Just, just draw what you need is how I always enjoyed that game. I, I never like drawing 100 every time I hit a spell because you don't need all that. Yeah. And it's like, and once you get to the actual customization with the Shangshan name, it's super fun. You get, to, you get to do a lot of cool shit. I like it a lot. I just wish the way you, like, I would, I, I, I kind of wish that, like, they went a more traditional route with it, and I'm kind of not sad that that system was never used again, really. I see. I, I feel like after seven games, it was time for them to start experimenting, and I think the draw system was a really fun way of. I honestly, it's kind of a thing where ever since like eight, they've been trying to find ways to get rid of MP. Like, and I feel like out of all of the ways they've tried that, the draw system is the best one. The draw system is pretty solid. And, like, like that's honestly, like, that's part of the reason why, like, 13 is the way it is. Because there's interviews where they talk about 13's battle system started with them. Like, well, how do we not use MP? <laughs> like, so, I feel like... It's a eight, weird it's, thing to, like, want to get rid of. I don't know. I want a game to keep MP but get rid of HP. Oh. Oh. Yes. Okay. But... Also, like, my, and then my problem with eight is like I think that first I really had a lot of fun with like the first is, but I thought the pacing for the rest of like for these two onwards was like just it really started to drag and the donations weren't as fun, and I just fucking hate the orphanage twist, man. Like, <laughs> orphanage twist the... isn't great, but I feel like it's okay because man, I love the setting of eight so much. <laughs> you like Hogwarts? You like Hogwarts a lot? I just the the. Uh, military school setting is done really well. Like, they went for a thing and they nailed it. You should play Trace of Cold Steel, Zach. Uh, I, I'd rather, I honestly, I feel, like, I feel like just replaying Final Fantasy VIII now because we keep talking about it. Nice. I, I can't wait to get to that one, the replay, just to see what, like... Because, like, I, I played through that game, like, after, like, let's see, pro I think, like, after, like, 7, 9, 10... Um, and, like, a few of the older ones. Like, it was kind of, like, in the middle point there. Um, and, like, then I, I replayed, like, a little bit halfway through about or whatever. Uh, and, like, I think I got to, like, the space thing. I'm not, I'm not sure if that's exactly halfway. I think that might be a little before. Um, but, like, I got to around there, and then I stopped that second playthrough, and then, like, I haven't really looked back. But, like, I don't well, know. FF8... Eyes on me is fantastic. FF eight's not the worst game, but also too like I, I think they experimented with stuff that like I would have rather they just not have, and like I didn't feel the need to like get involved with. I keep tripping over this fucking power cable. Um, 
I, I didn't, like, feel interested or, like, care enough to, like, learn the new systems that they did, like, to their full extent. And, like, I'm not too sad that 9 was a little bit more, like, toned back with how customization worked. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think that 8, I like the gameplay of 8 a lot. I like the story a lot for the first disc, and I just really didn't like how that game, how the story progressed as it went forward, but, hey. Also, I fuck the Squall like is also... dead theory. <laughs> yeah, Squall. No, Squall's dead, though. No, shut up. <laughs> I, I feel like also Final Fantasy VIII had a very unique style of music, too, that doesn't really get me. Oh, it has the best soundtrack for me. Like, I love there's the a lot of, like, in Final Fantasy XIV, there's been a lot of songs lately where I'm just like, man, this sounds like eight. And then I started thinking, like, not a lot of music sounds like Final Fantasy VIII. No. <laughs> it had it a, a style to it. Yeah. It's like definitely my favorite Final Fantasy soundtrack. It's super cool, and it has a song called "Maybe I'm a Lion." So I'm <laughs> I love that song title. I I think my thing with eight too is like I like it better. Like the orphanage twist, like is one of my least of my problems with that game story. It, actually, like oh. I I I have a lot of problems with eight. Like I, my main thing though is like I like the outer cast a lot, but like I just I don't care about Squall and Renoa. And like part of that to me is that 8 is a game where the romance kind of takes the center stage and that's like the point. 9 and 10 are way better romance stories and that's like a side thing. And that's always kind of been my problem with 8 is it's like you did the one thing but like the other two games that came after it just did it way better and like that was like a fraction of what those stories were about. Uh, yeah, I mean honestly in, in terms of just the romance I do think 9 and 10 are better but I... I... I like Skull's character. I feel like he gets a bad rep. I feel like people... I feel like there's more depth to him than people are willing to accept. But, you know... I think the real romance story of that game is between me and Questis, so hey, that one was pretty cool. <laughs> Why can't this be love? Anyways, thanks for the email, Joe. I can't believe I made a fucking reference I can't believe I made a fucking reference to a tweet I made that only one people favorited. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's see. I actually do want to talk like... a little bit actually about this part where he says like deep down, do you guys think that a lot of JRPGs players like like that grind and like overpowering yes. the shit? Like cause... I actually know people I, I know more than one person who says that they only really enjoy playing RPGs to grind. And, and, like, like, I'm it's not... nice to see the numbers go up, man. Yeah, like that's my thing, and I, I feel like maybe that's part of the reason eight never got it for me was like I like making the build and breaking the game to like make it easier in like weird roundabout ways. And like the game kind of countering that, like I'm like Mega Ten even does it to an extent where it's like you have some strategies that like even souls does this it's like you have the strategy that's working for you for a while like it's working for you for a while and then like you hit the roadblock where it's like you need to rethink your shit now i kind of like that approach to difficulty scaling more so than the the game will systematically rebalance itself for you which kind of like uh ff8 does um i think uh oblivion and uh skyrim do that too right like, yeah, the, the enemies scale with you. Yep. It's not um, very good scaling, but it does happen. No. Um, I think, okay, Obli in Oblivion it was terrible. In Skyrim they fixed it because they made so that, okay, enemies scale with you. For a but while, But once you right? enter a dungeon, they stay on that level. I, 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 um, wasn't there a thing where, like, but I thought there was a thing in Skyrim where, like, their enemies would scale with you, but then there's a point where if you out, like, if you were so far above them, they just, like, hit a ceiling at a point. I thought that was a thing, but maybe I'm wrong. Mm. 
I mean, it could be. I, I do like that approach, though. Like, if they scale for you for a little bit, but then after a while, it's like, yeah, we don't we don't need the, like, generic slime enemy being, like, on par with you, legendary warrior man. You know, it's like, yeah, after a point, you should just be able to, like, one-hit swipe that thing, you know? But... I, I feel like I'm, like, kind of the opposite of you in a lot of ways, in the fact, like, I'm the guy that on my first playthrough of an SMT game, I will not go above level 75. Oh. <laughs> like, I, I, I want, you know, I, I, I worry about overleveling in video games. Oh, I love that shit so much. If I, I enjoy doing it on, like, second and third playthroughs, but on, like, that first playthrough, I, I want the challenge all you the You should watch my it. SMT Let's Play where I glitch the game to get two of the best weapon in the game, and then beat the final boss with no demon summoned. Oh, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. So. I love that shit. I love it. Um, yeah. I I enjoy breaking the game, and it's just I I, enjoy, I don't I don't like breaking the game by leveling up. I like breaking the game by getting strategy. Um, yeah. Yeah, like th that's kind of my thing. Is I, I I'd rather I like to grind to get the the cool things I want for the strategy I want. I don't like to like I. When when I'm grinding for say oh I want to get this cool new skill or this cool new like weapon I like that more than oh I'm grinding so I can get to level thirty five instead of thirty and my strength is like forty points you know what I mean like I don't like that grinding I I like grinding for like shit I want so that I can use the resources for the strategy like, I want to employ. There's no feeling like hitting a hustle Toby for the first time that shit is the yeah. best. Uh... Yo, you know he's gonna be back in P5, and he's gonna ruin the game. Bang. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. That was a good email, though, Jojo. Thanks a lot. Yeah. You, you're a smart guy. You write smart, unlike me. So, hey. I love cool. you. <laughs> Whoa. All right. That's, that's collected quickly. Anyways. So, this is... <laughs> this is from Lodo. And he says... He uh he says uh hey Raz and Zach and if a guest is there them too it's Lodo again and I want to ask where do you guys hold SMT4A in terms of Mega Ten rankings? Uh, for me it's pretty high up. I'm having a blast. It is easily game of the year probably. Right now is a great time to be a Mega Ten fan. Anyway, I hope you all have a wonderful day. Um, I mean, I mean, I can't finish it. Yeah. I am eight hours in, so I don't feel comfortable <laughs> saying. I, I like just based on what I'm playing, it's either going to be above or below four, and that means it's going to be either like place two or three. <laughs> um, from what I'm playing, I like it a lot. It may be higher than four. Like for me, it's probably gonna still be below Persona three, four, Nocturne, and other stuff like that. I, I wanted to say Persona Q, but I, I'm not gonna get shit. And. I'm trying to think, like. I'm trying to find mega10rankings.txt, which is a file I use to keep track. Oh, yeah. Maybe, like, for me, this one, if it's like. I'll, I'll enjoy as much as I enjoy those Survivor 1 and 2, or. Probably, probably more than that. So maybe, like, fourth or fifth. If, if it's as good as it's. If the game takes a dump, it's gonna be on, like. About four, maybe, or maybe like lower than four. It's somewhere in like probably my top ten, maybe. I'm not sure. I don't know. Fuck it. <laughs> um, I, I I'm not really sure. SMT four is one of my more highly ranked Mega Tens, though. I like that game a lot, so it's 
I, I, I mean, it's definitely a question we should revisit when we both finish it. Yeah, it's for for me right now. It's on track to being upper tier, like way upper tier, just because I really like SMT four, and this is on track to be better than that for me. But like I said, I'm eight hours into what I imagine is probably going to last me a couple, like a, a hundred at least. You know, so it's hard to say. Um, but yeah, thanks for the email, Lodo. Yep. Yeah, we should Thank get you. we should like get back to that at some point. What? Like get back to saying, like after we beat the game, like where would we, you know? Oh, I mean, like I feel like we need to have like another conversation about this game on the podcast when when it's like. Oh yeah, well we, this isn't a one we and done. It. We're gonna be. Oh yeah, like once we finished it and like a little bit of time has passed, we definitely need to have like a spoiler talk on it or something. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Lodo. Uh, this one is from Kyle, and he says, "Hey, it's Kyle again, the savior of the podcast, according to a guest last time." I have two questions again. Uh, what is the strangest thing you've ever uh, seen anyone do in public? Hmm. I'm pretty sure I have like an answer for this. I don't know. Like, I saw like once there was like a guy who we were like at a party and he was dancing and everyone was around him because he was really drunk and he thought he was super cool but he was dancing like a fucking idiot. And then at some point he put, he wiped his stick out and things got ugly. So that that was awkward. Um, when I was working at my at the at the soccer stadium that I don't work anymore because I got fired. Hey yo, um, I saw one guy carrying a really fat guy on a shopping cart to the stadium. I don't know how they got the shopping cart in. They really should not have get that in. I don't know why he was car- car- carrying the the uh, very fat dude on the shopping cart, but he looked like he was about to die. So maybe that's why. Oh. If you wanna have an adventure, kids, go to, go work at an Argentinian soccer stadium. It's gonna be fun. Um, the only thing I can think of is there is a kid I went to middle school with that, like, when we. Oh, is this is this the, the fucking Yu-Gi-Oh story? Oh, oh, fuck! Well. Thanks for reminding me. Well, there's that kid. Um, but no, this is a different kid who used to like talk to trees. <laughs> oh yeah, I, yeah, the guy that ninja run. Oh yeah, yeah. So this dude also, when he ran, he did the Naruto ninja run thing. But he also would like talk to trees. He's a uh, he's a uh, he was a dude. Um, no, but then uh, no, there's another kid who uh, he like. Well, like this was an elementary. Like he brought like a dual disc to school. Like, that was a thing. Um, yeah. And then, like, I, I went through, like, all the all the years of education with this dude. So I remember one point, we were on a bus in high school going somewhere for a field trip, and, like, he was talking to some teacher who obviously didn't care about, like, his OCs and his art and drawing, and he was like, this is my character so-and-so. He looks, or he's like, he's actually a thousand years old, but still has the body of a teenager. And I was just like, oh god, I feel so bad for this, like, school staff person right now, because they just, why was this happening? But yeah, that was a guy. Mm-hmm. Don't bring your dual disc to school. Don't do it. <laughs> be bring two dual discs. To bring two dual discs, yeah. 
Anderson. That's the second anime power up. You know, you get the second dual disc. <laughs> the so it goes from the dual disc to the dual disc. Oh shit! <sighs> Anyways, the second question. Uh, I'll or no, Zach. Did you see any Stranger Things? Man, okay. I work at GameStop. <laughs> there we go. That's the end of that story. Anyways, I've also been to anime conventions. Oh God! I'll be here all day trying to think of the strangest thing I've ever saw. So let's just move on. Okay. Can I tell the angel story? What? If I can tell the angel story. I don't know if happen? this is the time and the place for the angel story. Yeah, you know what? I'll leave that for the ten episodes from now when I get in again. Remind me of that. <laughs> okay. I, I think I need to ask what the angel story is once this podcast is done. Okay. I think I told you the angel story. I'm pretty sure you know the angel story. I think I was there for when you heard the angel story. Maybe then. Is okay. the one where I pretended to be an angel? Yes, I've heard the story. It's a pretty good story. So Anyways. That's a good story. Yeah. You know what? We can never tell that on the podcast now because it's going to be the hanging mystery. Yeah. I yeah, like yeah. that. Anyways. Also, what are some good and happy anime, manga, or video games to get into? Lately, I've taken a look at all the things I do for fun and realized they are all in the super serious, depressing shit. In a time where a lot of stuff is changing for the good and the bad, I need something happy. Thanks again you for the show. You should read me, Neko. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no. Thanks again for the show. Oh, and by the way, you guys were the reason I bought a Wii U from uh, my friend for 90 bucks. TMS was fucking great. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. I was going to recommend TMS if you hadn't played it. Sorry about the Wii U, though, but TMS oh. is great. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> okay, now that you have a Wii U, you should buy Wonderful 101. That's a feel will. I will at some point. Oh, you're him, not me. Yeah, no fucking you, Russell. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh my god. Whatever. But you should buy Wonderful 101. You should try Undertale. Undertale is a really happy game that got ruined by the fan base, but it's still a really good, feel-good game about being a good person. So I know a lot of games are about that, so that's pretty good. I'm um, trying to think Kirby anything is just Kirby a anything, of that's joy. a happy you know That's what? You know what? Actually, get Mario 3D World, because you have a Wii U. Not that game has been. That game is like one of my favorite like games I've played probably in the past couple of years, just because like it is just fun incarnate. Like every time I turn on that game, I just have the dumbest smile on my face. I have like I like didn't even think I cared about Mario that much to be honest, but like I just. Mario 3D World is just that fucking good and reminded me all of the fun times I had playing, like, Galaxy 64, Sunshine. Like, it just takes everything from all the different Mario games, puts it into one really solid platformer. It's just great. Persona 4 Golden. Yeah. If you want, if you want like, the more happy Persona 4. Um... Um, so, like, happy... See, how are we defining happy? Like, what, what exactly is it called? How is upbeat, lighthearted... Um, yeah. hearted. Mm. So like, I have one thing that I kind of. Th this is a weird answer, and it's not a good answer. I'm sorry, because like, are we talking just video games though, or did he mention like anime, uh, manga? Okay. Video games. I have an answer that's not a good answer, and I'm sorry for that. But for me personally, um, there's an anime and slash manga called uh, Kimi Mitoroke, which is like a, a romance series. It's not, like, super happy because there's a lot of, like, 
people getting upset and, like, sad and a lot of, so many, like, drama misunderstandings. But it's so fucking cute that, like, every time I can go back and watch or read that and it makes me feel good. Like, it's just a, a good feel-good thing. So if you're in the mood for, like, a cute romance, definitely there's that's, that makes me feel happy. So. Oh, fuck me. Gurren Lagann. Gurren Lagann is a really good one. There's, like, there's like... I love the, the fucking opposite directions we went with the anime here. <laughs> Kimini Todoke. Oh, fuck. Gurren Lagann. Yeah. Well, I mean, that I like, happy, like, feel good. Like, the, I mean, yeah. there's some depressing moments in there, but, like, it never lasts. Like, the happy upbeatness is just... Yeah. is the element of the show that makes it work. You should watch Mary Poppins. That's a happy movie. That's my uh, favorite anime. Yes. Um, you should... You know what? Actually, G Gundam is so fucking stupid and goofy that it may make Gundam you laugh and stupid. chuckle. Uh, I'm trying to think of four stuff like that that's like, yeah, if, uh, like, just about being fun and JoJo stuff. Part 4, but, like, you kind of need to read 1, 2, and 3, so... Yeah. Um, it's hard to recommend that one. What more? Uh, I think I'm kind of good on my end. You should... Bacano is pretty good, like a good anime to watch. Also, that's kind of happy. I, I mean, not, it's, it's not like all the feeling about his happiness, but it's like very stylish along with like being very upbeat. So maybe that, that does it for you. Um... Um, know, those are the things I like are dark, depressing, and yeah, same. Stuff. Okay, you fucking emos. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you just don't understand my pathos. Okay, Marie. Uh, but yeah, that's mostly about it. Like, I I have like one thousand answers, oh, but I can't think of any. You know what? Now. If you like fighting games, Blaze Blue or Guilty Gear. <laughs> Yeah, if you like fighting games, any of them, honestly. Like, yeah, you know what? They're all dumb, schlocky, goofy fun. So, is it though? Yeah. But it, everyone, everyone's upset in Blaze <laughs> But can you take it seriously enough? Hey, man, don't. Oh. You say that's sad, but then you have like the island ending. And the pirate. Oh, yeah, no. There's a lot of goofy, funny stuff in Blaze Blue, but. There's such a lot of fucking anime garbage in Blaze Blue. Yeah. Um... I mean, honestly, any anime garbage video game normally. Yeah. Is yeah. Stuff. Play, like, play um, some Atelier Net, series. Like Atelier, Verona. You know, stuff like that. Don't I know play Nepnep, Nep, that's what for you. Don't do that. But... Well, no, don't play Nepnep. Nep. Play uh, Atelier, however you pronounce that. Craft some items. I'm disgusted that we're at the what's point the, where we're name? just saying nap nap shortened. Nap nap. Excuse me, what's like the name of the capitalism whole game? game? What? I don't even know what you're talking about. The one where you play as this girl that has like a store and, and you have to grind dungeons. What have fucking been talking about for the past three minutes? Oh, that's the name? Oh, well, sorry, man. I, sorry for being a foreign name. I couldn't remember. Oh god, Antonomi, jeez. Jeez. You could play Kingdom Hearts. Oh yeah. When you walk away. Kingdom Hearts has like depressing moments, but like they're the most melodramatic anime stupid shit you'll just they, laugh. They have depressing moments, but then Donald Duck walks into the scene. <laughs> you know? Yes. No, no. Nothing beats Goofy dying and then he'll be fine. <laughs> You want to do shit, guys? I want to do it. Because they 
<laughs> because they try to make a serious scene where Goofy fucking dies. Fuck and, and the best part about it is that you start having like fights with all of the Final Fantasy characters as your party member as you're building up towards something, and then Goofy is like, "I'm fine, dude." Like, oh, oh, oh no, I forgot all about that. <laughs> Oh man, Goofy dying is the saddest moment in video games. Fuck Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> <sighs> oh. But yeah, we gave you some stuff. You could play Bayonetta. Yeah. They only cry for when you're playing as Dante, it's really fun and goofy, so. I, uh, I think we about covered it. Thanks, Kyle. Yeah. Yep. Thanks for the question. And uh, that's the end of the emails. Nice. We're cleared again. This is this cool. a fucking five hour long podcast? No. No, it's oh. not. It can't be. Hold on. It's like three hours and 30 minutes. Yeah. It's okay. three hours 31. <laughs> that's still pretty long. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. It's good. We did good. Talked about that SMT. Mm hmm. I think SMT was like 40% of his podcast now looking back at it. But... The croc was like <laughs> the was other 60. Yeah. <laughs> we really need gags for... No, fuck that. You know what the sequel that we need? We need Pokemon 2 to happen, like right now. We do need Pokemon 2 right now. We really need Pokemon 2. Are we rolling? Fuck. Why is this podcast a thing? Why am I alive? Is this over? No. Please. It's never over. I need to plug my shit. Okay. Plug your shit. Okay. I'm gonna plug my shit. So, you should follow me on Twitter. I'm Antinomi001 or Antinomi001. I'm mostly posting about KOF right now because I need to. I need to spread the love about this game. If you're playing KOF, and you want to get better at it, you can always contact me on Twitter and I'll add you as a friend on PSN, play a few matches with you and tell you what you need to get better at. And outside of that, Okay, I... do you want to say something actually after you're done? I just remembered. Okay, just go for it. Okay. Um, so, uh, um like, I, uh, I appreciate the uh, PSN messages and invites and stuff, guys, but after like about three years of doing this, I'm starting to get a little. Little, little crammed on the PSN friends list, so unfortunately I'm gonna have to start ignoring people. But I, I appreciate the love though. But like, I get like probably about once every five days I get someone wanting to add me, and like, I it's really cluttered now, and I'm sorry, but I have to start declining people. <laughs> sorry guys, but anyways, continue with your thing. Well, yeah, that's mostly it. I'm just there on Twitter. I mostly post about fighting game stuff, some SMT, and I post fact is facts about Sack. So hey, that's that's my plan. Man, we need to work up on your lungs obsession. It's kind of weird, Sack. I don't even know what that one is, man. So you know what some of them are, though. You just admitted to it. So some of the facts have to be true. Yeah. Okay, okay no. The <laughs> There's been, like, two true ones, but I'm not going to say what they are. Oh. 
Oh. The, the one where he kicked a girl in the chin because she stepped on her on his Miku shoes is real. Like that one is real. And his what? Yeah, this this little girl once stepped on his Hatsune Miku shoes, so Zack kicked her in the chin. Okay. We're just we're just reading your tweets on the podcast now. Oh, I mean, that's the best thing we need I so also far. want to point out, I love the fact that this is going to be someone's very first episode, and they're going to be like, man, this guy just started plugging his shit at the end without being asked. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a shit. Uh, the but... fact of this be, like, every time we record an episode, the fact that people listen to it, let alone that this one's going to be someone's first, just, like, that's insane. <laughs> It almost what makes me doing? want to stop doing this with my life. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. Also, like, all of your fucking audience know who I am at this fucking point. Like, I'm gonna get, like, a follower for you this. You say that, you know? but, like, I constantly am getting more and more subscribers by doing nothing. I just passed <laughs> 3,000, like, last week, and I'm not sure how. Honestly, too, I, I do, like, you know, n not to go too behind the scenes, but... The podcast has slowly been getting a little bit more popular lately, so this will be someone's first introduction. You keep story. track of that? I don't even well, keep track of loser, that. Right? Like, holy shit. Uh, sorry that I noticed the view count on the videos. Fuck you. I, 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 I don't even keep track of that. I haven't been noticing. Hey, sorry that I care about the content oh, that oh. we put out. I don't mm. care about... If I cared about the content, I would have shut this thing down months ago. <laughs> Okay, I didn't say man. that it was good content, I just said that it was content. That's true. Oh, oh, you're doing the thing of, like, underselling your content now to make me go, No, guys, your content is good. Guess it's what? No. Content, your content you're is just... fucking no. garbage All right, because no, I no, 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 no. You're, you're missing the Rosin Brand TM brand. You have to just assure everyone... Why brand twice? Brand. 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 Anyways, oh, you have to assure everyone that the thing they're watching is generally shit, so when they generally like something, they go, Oh, yeah, he's improving. And you just need to do that for three years. And just create the lowest expectations possible. Man, but then you, then you started this podcast and brought me on, and now it's like even worse than ever, though. We can only go up from here. <laughs> no, yeah, but we restarted, we brought it back to zero, though. That's okay. It works for Hollywood. They reboot shit all the time. This is the worst ending we've ever had. You say, we say this every episode. This is so bad, though. Like, this one's even... Like, this is trying to... Like, it wants to be a meta ending, but it's not. But I'm so not sack, doing sack, that. Sack, 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 Are you afraid of ghosts? I'm not trying to create content, but create context. Hope you're not afraid. You got your oh. chance to end the podcast there, and you kept it going, bro. <laughs> like what the fuck? Antonomi, you missed a lot. Yeah, I think I don't listen to your fucking shit. Like. Can we end this, please? No. <laughs> I can't go on anymore. We're going two more minutes to get like three forty on the recording. Oh fuck! We're doing it. We're in this for the long haul. Well, time to make this even worse. So, uh... uh.
Yeah, yeah. I'm just looking at my phone right now. <laughs> 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 <laughs>